On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will go heavy on Star Wars TV shows because they've got topics covering Mando S3, the Ahsoka series, and Andor. It's going to be a trifecta type of speculation cast indeed. Once they're done taking bad hot takes to the bank, they'll offer up some new Star Wars merchandise to buy or get angry about depending on the type of collector you are. Finally, the Nerf Herders will feature the latest round of fan responses to the question of the week, and then they'll close out the show with a discussion on this week's top five featured Star Wars artists. Punch it, Chewie! The bumper ended like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Hey, now, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show. Sorry, Nick and I were having a very important conversation about Sator, Star Wars, the Old Republic. Apparently, it's coming up on its 10th anniversary. We know Nick Nick likes to dive in there every once in a while and fire up one of his his characters. And I was just trying Indeed. to pick his brain to see if this... Uh, this story was legit or not but hey now hey now everybody it's good to be back you know last week we had a guest i thought neil was great it was a fun time but i always enjoy coming into a show with a clean mind knowing that i don't have to be on my best behavior for an interview <laughs> and i can just talk to my buddy nick here about all things star wars and yes if you're on the live stream we have turned the color back on oh and no, no no, Nick has not been drinking. His face is just red because of probably uh, Skype and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, no, so he's I, not, I don't He's not drunk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why my face is that color. And mine, you can see if I lean, if I lean back uh, far enough, it looks like my head is peeping out of like a pillbox slit and the sun's hitting it for the first time. Uh, that's because I have an obnoxious light on that is mostly covered by my screen. So it's not really doing much unless I lean too far back. So you can see it there. The fellow photographers, you know, this is bad lighting, but who gives a shit? <laughs> All right. So if you are on the stream, you'll see that our, our display has some pretty awesome news for sci-fi fans in general, not just Star Wars fans. And that's the fact that Legendary P Pictures just a few moments ago put out the notice that they have greenlit Dune Part 2. That's right, my friends. All of us that went out and saw it last week, or if you were over in the UK, you might have saw it a few weeks ago. We're all wondering, like, okay, that was pretty fucking great, but are we going to get a part two? Is it going to make enough money? And sure as shit, it did it. Uh, Nick, last time I checked, I believe worldwide, it was like pushing 220 million, which in this era is impressive for a movie yeah. like Dune, which... I know, like, for people like us, it might seem like a big tentpole movie, but it, it's still a film that I don't think a lot of people were going to run out to see. I mean, case in point, over here in the States, it only made $40 million opening weekend, and I believe, like, Black Widow did 70 Shang-Chi did, like, 80 So, for a movie that, you know, might not have been on everyone's radar, it's done what it needed to do for the suits. Uh, 
they've greenlit part two. So now all we can hope is that Denny and his and his cast gets right to work in 2022, so we can hopefully see it sometime in 2023. So, um, I'm not really going to discuss the movie. I, I this is one of those deals. It's like, are there really spoilers considering the book mm-hmm. has been out since 65 and there was a movie in 84, but Nick hasn't seen it. So there's really no point in having a, a deep conversation on Dune outside of just letting everyone know, um, okay. that it's okay. fantastic. It, it really is, is, is great as you are seeing the internet, uh, uh, talk about it, it's it's one of the most if not the most visually stunning films i've ever seen at times you can't really tell which are practical sets and which are cg so the marriage of those two um shooting technologies is flawless i believe the great christopher nolan himself even said it's probably the best thing he's ever seen uh in terms of of that you know, using CG, but blending it with real world shooting practices. And it's just, it's something else. And then you got that score and I don't know. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really have an ending. Uh, so if you're going into it and you're not aware of that, think of it kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy where each movie, it might kind of wrap up a subplot, but the, the, the main stuff, the overarching narrative is barely even touched upon. But Dune Part 1, get out there. This is one that you may want to risk dying over, especially Mm -hmm. if you can see it on an IMAX screen. I know last week I was like, oh, I might not go opening night, but luckily I found an IMAX screening that had three seats on each side plus about 12 feet behind me uh, clear, so I just kept my mask up and listened to all the other people stuff their fat faces uh, while we watched Dune Part 1. But excellent stuff. Yes, Zendaya is only in it for seven minutes, but that's quite all right. It's still a fantastic start to the Dune. The the Dune, what is it? Like a re- reboot almost, a movie rebooted yeah, Dune. I, I would say that it's a reboot because like you said, there's the there's the David Lynch version from the 80s. I think like, yeah, there's another one from the 60s. I don't think that <laughs> there's there's never been a continuation of Dune either. I don't think that they've ever either made a like a part two um or like tried to make movies off of the subsequent books in the series so this may be the first time that we actually get a continuation movie to a dune film that's been made well nick i just realized i never hit the go live button (laughs) um so hey everybody welcome dune part two it's been announced yay nick and i just had a conversation like the old days (laughs) just between each other tones one six shooter hopefully you can see us now i hit the correct button yay for us (laughs) oh well so Uh, yeah we just said like the first yeah i saw dune nick has not we're not going to go into a deep discussion i thought it was fantastic Legendary Pictures just announced Dune Part 2 has been greenlit, so yay, there we go. <laughs> if you want to hear the discussion that we had, listen to the uh, audio-only podcast when it releases oh my on God. Wednesday. <laughs> oh uh, my God, what a fudge up, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, li- like I said, real quick, I thought Dune Part 1 was fantastic. 
visually the best looking sci-fi film I've ever seen. And just not to be repetitive to Nick, it, it, the best marriage between practical and CG. I agree with Christopher Nolan's most recent tweet on the matter. It's just unbelievable. Um, so kudos to Denny and the cast. But more importantly, thank God Legendary finally came out today and just said, you know what, Let, let's stop making these Dune fans suffer. We're doing part two. It's happening. Hopefully they get up and shooting in 2022 for a release in 2023. But yeah, we uh, we did talk about for about, I don't know, seven minutes before I decided to hit the go live button. Uh, I, I saw them in the chat, Nick. They're like, oh man, technical issues. And What's Matt probably on? just smashed something. And I'm like, what are they talking about? I, we look fine. We turned the color back on. Nick's been drinking all day, so his face is red. But nope, you got to hit go live dummy. So here we are. Oh, well. Go see Dune if you can do it safely. In theaters, IMAX preferred. All right. Um, one other thing I want to touch on before we get into the day's topics in Star Wars, because there, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, uh, last week, thank God we had Neil. Otherwise, Nick and I would have probably been sitting here twisting our tits and trying to spin the light material we had to talk about last week, but that is not the case this week. We've got Mando updates. We've got an Ahsoka update with a confirmation from the cast before she deleted it. Uh, so like I said, there's some good Star Wars stuff to talk about. But, you know, we, we kind of like to kind of keep you in the know with other cool things we have come across since we last talked to you on the Star Wars Time Show. So we, we got Dune out of the way. Go see it. In the theater if you can. If not, find some with HBO Max. I watched it twice within 24 hours uh, because I'm a good father and I'm a good husband and I forced my ladies to watch it. Um, I did it cleverly, though, Nick. It was Friday night. We had a, the first fire in the house. And on HBO, they actually have like a lot of extras out right now that you can just fire up. So while we're, while we're just yeah. kind of sitting there, they're, they're playing Jenga or something and we're getting ready to eat. I'm just throwing on some of the behind the scenes, some Zendaya spots. And I can see the little one like, huh. Starting to like, perk up. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Like kind of, <laughs> kind of paying attention to it because while she's moved on from her Star Wars days, I mean, she doesn't hate it, but it's just as much as it pains me to say, she, she could give two shits at this point in time. I mean, it's, it's sad, but is what it is. Maybe she'll come back to it after she realizes that her little friends are not the end-all be-all in life and that Star Wars is fantastic. But anyways, I kind of like osmosis it into their brains through these extras. And then when we're done eating and we're looking around like, hey, um, you know, we usually like to watch a movie Friday night. It's like, yeah, what, what do you guys think about checking out Dune? And Charlie's like, okay. I was like, well, that's all I need to hear. The five-year-old said <laughs> yes. So I hit play and we watched it again. She fell asleep with about an hour to go. But um, in the end, I, I believe the wife liked it. And, and I definitely enjoyed watching it again on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll catch it probably in a couple of weeks because I just am going to be busy for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I have a wedding coming up. I have Halloween stuff coming up this weekend. And then after that, I have my Disney trip coming up. So who the fuck knows when so, I'll be able Nick, to do Nick, are you, are you and Taylor, like you're, you're the type that still likes to dress up and shit, even though you're adults, right? Or no? no I mean, no, we don't really do costumes all that much. Like, I think last year I had like a Mighty Ducks jersey and like that was my costume was I just wore okay. the Mighty Ducks jersey and then this year I have like a like a Bob Ross wig, the same wig that I used for the Manscaped videos that <laughs> I made. 
Like I'm just your, gonna your wear pubes. that. Yeah, just gonna wear that, and then that's it. So yeah, we don't real we don't really like dress up in any sort of like huge fashion. I think Taylor might dress up as like a character from Clueless, which is just like wearing different clothes than she usually wears. So yeah, we don't we don't do like full get ups. Yeah, I um. I don't know. I, I think it was the intern. Kung Fu was giving me shit one year because I think he still likes to go to adult Halloween parties and, you know, dress up with the wife. I'm like, I just don't get that. I, I really don't. I mean, I could somewhat justify it in college going to frat houses or sorority houses and getting all schlitzed out and, <laughs> you know, still still dressing up. But it, it just and, and, you know, I'm not I'm not saying if, if you're doing it, you're you're a weirdo. I just kind of feel like a shithead. Being in my 40s, getting dressed up with other adults for an excuse to drink. I mean, I don't need to dress up for an excuse to have one or two more beers than I should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, oh, well. I, I didn't know if, like, you, you said you had Halloween plans. I didn't know if you were talking like you had to go uh, oh, yeah. we're dress having up people or, like or do over, something silly. Yeah, we're having people over to the house um on are, are you check are you checking their their vaccination cards before they come in everybody that i know is vaccinated so i don't know <laughs> so you so like you're, you're not like me where you you literally have so i mean i have what i used to consider best friends like 25 plus years that i just don't know if i can hang out with them anymore you no. know what I mean? Like you, you haven't <laughs> ran into any of that. So I've just, I've yeah. picked at, bad friends. At least like anybody saying. in Austin, like everybody yeah. that, like all of my friends that are in Austin, like they got vaccinated as soon as it got opened you. up and they were able to get their like uh, appointment. <sighs> Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. I, it's actually starting to affect me a little bit. I mean, cause I'm talking like some of these people, I, were, I was their best man. Like it, these aren't just casual fucking buddies. These, these are guys that I've, like I said, known 25 plus years and it's like uh no oh, i knew someone would get me there that, that's exactly what kung fu says trevor but you play with toys right <laughs> i think the, I, the I, same I, conversation came up during halloween last year and i think that yeah. was a I, was I just a it just is weird to me response. like i i just look at adults to dress up in costumes to drink with each other as being odd well there goes nick dropping out let me add him back in real quick <laughs> This is so funny. I mean, ever since Nick upgraded to Windows 11, his shit literally almost on bombs the nose. out. Matt I call it perfectly, it, right? Yeah. I was going to say, he yeah. called it right before we went live, and it happened. Literally, before we went live, <laughs> I, I, Nick called in at like 2.25. I said, I said, so about quarter to three, you're going to have the bomb out. And look at this. Boom. The force right on the nose. <laughs> is strong with me. Right on the nose. <laughs> You can set your right. watch um, on it, really. <laughs> unbelievable. I, I just is isn't that fucking funny? I mean, it's definitely that, based off of when we record because, like, whenever it's twenty five minutes from when we hit the record, like when we start the video, like sharing something because we've we sat on Skype calls like for twenty five minutes before we went live, and it didn't happen. So it has to be something with the recording. Anyway, we're back here again. It's. <laughs> fucking windows man you gotta get that shit patched up or have trevor send you an apple device or something like that yeah i guess last comment on halloween i'm kind of with one six shooter i mean once i stop dressing up and going around neighborhoods uh, halloween is just not 
uh, a holiday I, I give two shits about, to be honest with you. I, I just, I don't really care. It's having a kid. It's fun, right? Cause they get into it and you can take them out and see them uh, enjoying it. But I, it's just like, Hey, whatever, you know, maybe we'll get some good horror movies as, as Trevor's saying in the chat. All right. The, the one thing I wanted to talk about, Nick, it, it, it's a new show. And I, I kind of like talking about new shows that are out there for people to watch. Uh, you know, over here, Foundation, I'm a big fan, always looking forward to it. It's got like that Mandalorian effect where I look forward to it every Friday. So I can't wait to see what's going on in episode seven, just the way they end them. They're always ending on cliffhangers. But um, Apple TV Plus dropped another original series uh, last Friday in Invasion. Yeah, I heard which about I would that. think people like Nick or people that listen to the show may like it's, it's you know, obviously Invasion, Aliens got the sci fi vibes and. I guess before I get into it, Nick, uh, do you guys have TV? Pl- yeah, you do because you watch yeah. Lasso. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I know they didn't do it for Lasso season two, and maybe they don't do it for second seasons. But do you like how Apple TV Plus for a new show will release like the first two or three episodes at once and then move into a staggered release? Or are you like Netflix groom? Do you want the binge immediately? Um, I don't really care because I don't, we don't binge stuff really anymore. Like right. even if it's available, like we watched, like when Squid Game came out and we finally decided to watch it, it's, we still watched it basically over, we would watch one episode a day or maybe one episode every Yeah, like days. a week, a week yeah. or so to get through. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we don't typically binge, so I don't really care how they do it. Um, okay. I know for like, they did the same thing for Mythic Quest 2 where I think the second season actually did have like the first two episodes released simultaneously and then they moved to uh, a staggered release. But yeah, it it really doesn't matter to me because I'm not, we're not the type of people that's going to like sit down and like for a brand new show, watch like all of them in one day. Like we'll watch, okay. the most we do is like, you know, we'll watch like two episodes of The Sopranos back to back in one day. Um, and then like maybe after that hit like a curb, but yeah, we, we don't, we don't typically like binge. That's funny. I, I've actually just started watching curb yesterday. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This shows, (laughs) I mean, it's been on for like 21 years, even though it took, you know, sometimes it it take two or three years off in in between seasons. And the first season, dude, it looks like they shot it with a, like a handheld VHS camera. Like dude, it does. There's zero professionalism put into the first season like it, it's like i mean i don't know i don't know the backstory i don't know if larry david didn't have any money or if that's the look they they really wanted to make it look like it was his his real life but man it's rough but it is funny i mean come on it's, yeah by that time he was already seinfeld rich because i think in one of the first yeah the first episode oh they, no they talk one. about it yeah, yeah they're like yo tell him tell him you you, you wrote for seinfeld yeah because they even bring <laughs> they're it trying up, to get like, a dinner table they were talking about his car and he's like for 456 million dollars you can't get a better car than this or something like that yeah. and like they they give him a lot of shit about it sometimes but yeah like i think it was they were going for like he's just being followed around his house by a camera but they switch like i think by the time you get to like season three it cleans up a lot in terms of like they, the they paid for stuff. a few more cameras and maybe yeah. <laughs> a studio okay yeah yeah so anyways back to my point i kind of like apple's model where if it's a new show or like Nick said, maybe even some season twos, I, I don't think they did that on Lasso. I, I can't remember I if they put out they like did. episode one and two. 
But anyways, Invasion, the first three episodes dropped on Friday at a release date. And I think that's a nice way to, especially for this show, to allow newcomers, well, we're all newcomers, but the people watching it to kind of dig in and then make a decision if they care to keep going. Um versus the you know the weekly release where you got to wait like hey episode was okay but now i gotta wait for episode two you get to episode two you're like all right fuck this it's stupid i just wasted a week waiting i don't know either way but invasion i've watched the first three yeah and i'll tell you what i i want to love this show but there's just something about it so far it's in my opinion no spoilers they're being way too cryptic and cautious with the whole invasion aspect of the narrative. This show, to me, is more of a, a character-driven show at this point. You essentially yeah. have four, four point-of-view characters-slash-families groups, and you're really just bouncing between them and experiencing what they're going through. It, it's very like what the walking dead eventually became where the show became more about what it's like living in a zombie apocalypse versus the actual zombie apocalypse. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah that's why I stopped watching. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, and, and I'm watching invasion and in three episodes in, I'm like, all right, okay. You get little splashes of these so-called invaders, but it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> I hope by episode four, like they finally are just like, boom. Okay. This is, here we go. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like Invasion is trying to be the Walking Dead right off the bat, where it's more about how uh, a family, lovers, kids, uh, military personnel are reacting emotionally to this unexplained event, which really the whole world doesn't even know what's happening yet. They, they, they think it's, uh, and this isn't a spoiler, but they, they think it's like random terrorist attacks so far. Um, so if you like shows that are, go really hardcore into character and building up characters and, uh, that type of shit, you know, uh, husbands <laughs> cheating on wives and wanting to, it's just, I don't know. So I'm going to stick to it. Why not? It's, I'm paying for the shit. You might as well, but it, it, invasion so far has not grabbed my attention like foundation has. I mean, foundation is 100% appointment tv for me i pretty much watch it every friday afternoon before it's family night time uh, because i love it i want to see what's happening next but invasion at this point after three i'm like um okay can we just start like fucking seeing some alien ships or just people <laughs> getting waxed at this point why why are we going back and forth and here and dudes hanging out in the desert so there you go there's my quick take on invasion might check it out at some point but I st we, yeah, we have a, we have a lot to get through, <laughs> so that'll be on the back burner for sure. All right, dude, let's go ahead and talk some Star Wars after we wasted our first seven minutes talking to ourselves. But hey, uh, like Nick said, you can listen to that conversation. Think of it as a it's kind of like a, a, a deep cut. Yeah, it's a bonus. It, it, it's a bonus track. D it's if a you're only alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a deleted idiot is what it is. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, why the fuck do they keep saying we're having technical difficulties? Do they know that Nick is going to drop off a Skype soon? Or <laughs> is it because we turned the lights back on and we're colorized again? But no, it's because I never hit the go live button. Uh, I wondered why the screen just kept saying preview, preview, preview. But 
Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. All right, dude, let's get into uh, the thick of it here. We'll get off of our our Dune screen. So congratulations to Denis, uh, my boy Dave Bautista. Apparently he's going to have a much bigger role in part two as as well as most of the, I guess, now pronounced Harkonnens. That, that one threw me a bit. Did, did you ever watch 84 Dune or have you managed to pass on that? I didn't watch it. No. Yeah, because in that they call them the, the Harkonnens. And, and, okay. and then this one, they're like, oh, the Harkonnens. The Har-. I'm like, hey, man, they're the fucking Harkonnens. But knowing <laughs> Denis and his love of the book, I'm guessing he's probably right versus David Lynch in the 1984 version of Dune. So I guess Harkonnens it is. Um, all hail the Atreides. All hail Muad'Dib. Anyways, Mando, season three. All right, we got a couple stories to tell you if you've not been paying attention. And this first one here, Nick, I think this could be similar to the Bill Burr technique uh, of of yesteryear. Um, because what we're talking about, last week, Sasha Banks, I don't know who was talking to her, probably some uh, wrestling rubes. Um, but she more or less comes out and says, hey, I'm not in the Mandalorian season three. So here's her quote. That's the news. No, no Casca Reeves in Mandalorian season three, according to Sasha Banks. So she said... First of all, thanks for trying to get that out, but I'm not on the next season. But it was incredible being on The Mandalorian on Star Wars. To be on a franchise that is so huge and so loved, just look at the reception from fans outside of the WWE universe. It was a, it was the best. I guess I should be reading in a female voice, right? I don't know. It was she the has best a pretty feeling of all time. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, you know, it's funny, like... I, I don't actively follow the WWE, but didn't she kind of get like a major boost in the system from Mandalorian? Like they, they let her go after the title or something like that? Or Oh, I have no do you even know? idea. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have no clue. Gotcha. I haven't watched WWE in 20 years. I, yeah, I, I don't know. All I know is that, like, actually, I don't know anything. I was going to say, I thought I knew something, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Shit I don't know. I just, I, I see your name being thrown in with like Becky Lynch and some of the other girls that I believe have the title at this point. So I, I do think it, it boosted her. It boosted her, her spotlight in the WWE. So what do you think here, Nick? Is this, is she doing her best Bill Burr and just lying straight up? Or do you see potential for Casca not being needed in Mandalorian season three? I mean, I could see potential for her not being needed, honestly, but I do kind of think that this is a Burr play. Um, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't have her. I mean, she was a pretty, you know, essential part of the, I, I mean, I guess the tree, you know, the trio with Bo-Katan, Axe, and then her. So I don't know why she wouldn't be in it, considering we're still assuming that Bo-Katan's crew is going to be pretty essential to season three storylines. Um, she'll, she'll, yeah, she might be just playing coy. She probably also knows she signed an NDA. And if she says anything about it, then, you know, she, she may not have the star power that, uh, that somebody like Bill Burr or others can afford, you know, if, if well, she says well, we'll be talking about one, like I, I think Rosario probably got slapped on the, on the face this weekend with, with what she did on social media. We'll, we'll get there. That's, that's in the, yeah. the Ahsoka story. 
But I, I don't I mean, honestly, I think Bill Burr's method of denial is probably the best because a lot of times actors be like, I, I can't. Oh, that, 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 and, and the him and in Holland pretty much gives gives the shit away. But when they just come out and flat out lie to you and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not in it. I mean, Bill Burr, literally, I, I linked to the article. You can go check it out on, on StarWarsTime.net. We'd love for you to do so. But he, he flat he's like, what, what are you guys talking? I'm not in Mandalorian season two. Shit, I haven't even gotten a call. And <laughs> lo and behold, he he has probably one of the most memorable episodes in season two. So she could very well just be Bill Burr in it, as we will call it moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's likely the case. I mean, I, I don't think that if if she is in it, I don't think that her role is going to be extensive. You know, it'll probably be just like it was last time where she's kind of in it for, you know, one, maybe two episodes, plays like a, a nice side character with a few lines here and there and then and then kind of drifts off into the background while the main characters move on. Um, but I do think that she still has value there as a character for season three. So uh, I do think she, she might be pulling a, a burr. For, for lack of a better yeah, I mean, it, it, if we want to take like the uh, kind of the, the theory from toy collecting, if they make an action figure of you, there's a good chance you're probably sticking around. And she she got an action figure. Not that yeah. I have it yet, because I, I apparently buy from stores that ship shit like six months after everyone else gets it. <laughs> um, and, and Axe Woves did not get a figure. But, you know, the, the, what's his name? Simon Kasparides or whatever yeah. his name is. He kind of hinted like, oh, no. Axe was off doing something that we may something something. So I'm I'm kind of with Nick here. I think she's kind of pulling our chains. Um, I mean, yeah, we're in the chat here. We're, we're getting some good theories, too. It's like, I mean, she was she was in the last episode. She was on the fucking bridge when yeah. Luke Skywalker walked in. So, uh, I mean, we know Cara Dune is, is gone. Good riddance. Who cares? But it did seem like Casca was a main along with Bo-Katan. It's like she was her accessory. Uh, and, and if if Casca's not there, then you'd have to assume maybe Axe could step in and and be the accessory in season three. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I've become almost like a stalker of Katie Sackhoff's Instagram these days, just trying to figure <laughs> out if she's going to the Mando set because I see Latif Crowder. He, he's going every day. He didn't fucking care. He's like... Bomb Dia, he's playing his music. He's got like the Mando Dread gif on and he shows like the studio as he's pulling in. So I know I know Latif has been in the armor for the past month, pretty much daily, uh, probably doing most everything. Because remember, Pedro's filming The Last of Us right now. So yep, yep. I, I don't even think I don't even think Pedro's been on set yet or if he'll even be on set for this whole season. This could be um, wasn't it ADR. season one, Nick? Yeah, wasn't it season one where he mostly just did um voice parts yeah um, but i don't know i i feel like Casca's is too big of a named character so unless uh i i did a little digging and apparently sasha's in that slightly loopy anti-vax crowd i don't know you know this could just be preemptive and they're like yeah <laughs> we don't want to we don't want that shit to get a little too crazy like uh, our, our girl gina was doing so we'll just maybe not invite her back but I'm still of the belief this is a Bill Burr tactic and Casca will be in uh, Mando season three. If not, hell, 
Maybe she gets fucking waxed in Book of Boba. Remember, her and Boba Fett don't like each other. I could see, you yeah. know, Boba like, you know what? You remember, you remember that time in the bar? Pwega! And just <laughs> and takes her out. So, uh, but I, I would yeah. not be surprised if she shows up in, in Mando season three, especially based on uh, this next uh, rumor we're going to be getting into. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I expect to see her there, but who knows? I mean, she, is she a needed character? No. Is she a cool character to have on the side yeah so i don't think that yeah i did I, I did dig her i mean she's she's good to look at plus you know well at least lord lord mary kim did some cool shit in, in the outfit stunt wise i don't know how much sasha did um but she's good at, at sucking up that that worm dish right remember she had that yeah. one helmet off scene where she's like yeah. <laughs> licks that thing up so Hopefully she'll be back. If she's not, guess what? It's really not going to fucking matter. I can assure you that. As long as, as long as Pedro and, and Tamara and and Katie and uh, Jean Carlo are back and, and our boy Carl, which we know he is, they're going to be okay. All right, they're going to be okay. So, like I said, th- this one may we we may be able to kind of cross talk into our next topic here and. I will give warnings to those of you that may get upset if you hear about spoilers that are speculative at best. Um, But over at MSW, they had a a pretty interesting report last week on a Mando Season 3 scene uh, that is going to make fans of the series happy, but also fans of just Mandalorians excited. So like I said, if this is the type of stuff you want to kind of tune out, you might want to take a break for the next 10 minutes, but here we go. All right, so this comes uh, this comes from, like I said, Making Star Wars from Jason, and he kind of broke it down into facts he's heard and then kind of things he's speculated on. So here's some of the things we can, we can I guess, take to the bank if you believe in MSW's ability to get scoops, which I still kind of do, but here we go. So... In terms of Mandalorian Season 3, they are currently casting actors and finding ways to use fan costumes to fill upwards of 75 suits of Mandalorian armor. All right, that's seven and a five. That's a lot. Uh, That would be more than the finale of Season 1 where you saw like all those 501 Stormtrooper cosplayers out there. I mean, 75, that's a lot of people to get into a scene of anything. All right, so featured Mando roles will be given to local actors. All right, so like Mandos that probably have a line or two, those are still going to be actors. But the background Mandos of this 75 planned Mando armors that need filled will go to cosplayers from the fandom. So again, think about what Favreau and Filoni did in season one with the 501st, where they, they literally brought in a bunch of members one day and said, hey, get your fucking armor come down to the set, you're going to be in The Mandalorian, all right? And I think that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, it's cheap for the studio because they know these these people are kind of nutty like us collectors and their armor is going to be probably better than what a prop maker would make at the studio. Yeah. Uh, but they also know their love of the franchise. So I think it's it's awesome that this is, it's sounding like it's going to happen again. Who knows if it's going to be from, what, what's their... um. The Mandalorian Mercs, I believe, is their yeah. outfit. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, they, they were the guys and girls that were at the uh, the Mando panel. It was actually funny because it's not surprising that they're doing this because during that Mando panel, 
like John and Dave were just having fun because like they could say like there was something that they would say that would cause all the Mandos to like lift their helmets up and go like, oh, yeah, I remember. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm going to I'm gonna have to use you guys on the show. He actually said that during the fucking panel. And it looks like he is. So pretty cool to see that he's coming through. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like bit. when I hear stuff like this is like, damn, I wish I lived out west. I wish I was a bit taller. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I had a, a set of Mandalorian armor, right? Yeah. That would be, that, that would be, so, that'd be an experience. Even though I guarantee it's miserable because I've been on a set. And if you're not doing anything, it is some of the most boring downtime of your life. It's like mind-numbingly boring sitting on a set, especially if you're not uh, involved in anything. Yeah, um, SW Black Series Clips brings up a good point. Nick, I don't know if you saw this, but did you see uh, Snoop's latest music video he's a part of where he literally dresses up in gold Mandalorian armor? I have not. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, they get in a ship. I mean, they, they got, they got Avatar, like, they've got, like, Navi in it. They've got Star Wars characters in it, droids. Snoop, I'm not kidding. Fucking decked out, purple cape, gold Mando armor, all, all blinged out. Uh, the Snoop Alorian, it's beautiful. I think I dropped wow. the, uh, the music video in our Discord. You should check it out. So, anyways, back to the facts here. So, like I said, Mando S3, they're casting it for a scene that is going to have upwards of 75 Mandalorians. Featured Mando roles will go to actors, but the background that's looking like will be filled out by fans that have kick-ass costumes. Uh, and finally, within the facts, the 75 Mandos will have an armor swap look, making them appear more colorful and in line with how Boba's armor featured different colorings or Din's original kit. You know, his was kind of hodgepodge. Yeah. He had, it's almost like a shore trooper uh, pauldron over here, the the brown, and and some of it was silver. So it sounds like these Mandos, I, I don't know if, if this is going to be, they'll be swapping kits live on the show, or if that's just something they have planned for the scene. Um, but it, it does sound like we're, we're not going to see the, the, these 75 Mandos aren't going to show up and be just one clan. Yeah, uh, they're going to you know how Boba Fett, he's got some yellow, he's got some green, he's got some red. It's not going to be like Din, all polished metal or Bo with the night owl blue look yeah. They're They're going to be like the, the, the rainbow mercs. All right. So those are facts based on what MSW is told about casting. All right, so here are some of the rumors and what Nick and I can kind of jump off the speculation deep end with. All right, so again, these are rumors based on what he has heard. So there's a little bit of, um, a little bit of speculation added to it. So apparently, uh, disparate individual Mandalorians are going to respond to a call that Din Djarin puts out to the galaxy for help. Din's legend is growing around the galaxy at this point, with rumors of the true Mandalore returning being talked about. Din's call will lead to more Mandalorians appearing than you could have ever imagined, probably this 75-member uh, scene. And then uh, finally, Jason mentioned seeing some of the red Maldalorian armor being mixed up with this large group of Mandos, and is speculating that Din's call and subsequent gathering may be a unifying moment for the fractured Mandalorian society. And uh, he also mentioned seeing familiar clan symbols in the mix and a few new ones to boot. All right. 
So what, what, what say you, good sir? What, 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 what's your speculation here? Does this sound like a reality? Does this make sense for the journey moving forward now that we know he has the sword, the baby's gone? Does this sound like a valid plot point? I mean, it definitely could. I feel like there would need to be something to spur this on outside of just like, oh, hey, I, I have the Darksaber now, and apparently I won it the way that I was supposed to win it. I feel like there would need to be some sort of like outside threatening force that like he is trying to gather everybody for. You know, like if, if this is the season where, you know, Thrawn comes in, or if this is the season where the Imperial Remnant actually fucking comes together in a big way, then I think that's, yes. uh, you know, a, a good call to, to bring all yeah, of these Mandos out there. Just to make it clear that, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is going to happen early in the season. I mean, th- this very yeah. well could be the crescendo point, like episode seven type of eight type of stuff. And Nick kind of went right where I was thinking, because if, if we just, you know, let, let's, let's rewind back not even a, a year ago at this point to where, where things ended up. Okay, they, they have Moff Gideon. He, he is still under their care, which means they're probably going to be... Uh, trying to shake him down for some information. Is he going to talk? Who knows? I even believe Jin Carla's like, yeah, you know, I'm in season three, but I'm really going to be doing shit in season four. Season four so I, yeah. <laughs> I, it sounds like Gideon is, is mostly going to be locked up and, and potentially maybe playing both sides or at least playing the good guys from incarceration. I just have a feeling like this guy, he's not going to go without a fight, even though I guess he did try to kill himself. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, maybe, maybe he will this. just be quiet, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I just have a feeling that, that Gideon is, is going to have some form of, of role that maybe kicks off the MacGuffin or gets them thinking about like, Oh shit, we should probably go look into some of this nonsense. This guy's blabbing about. Um, but Din has the dark saber. We saw the little bit of uh, tension between him and Bo. We know, at least us diehards know the importance of the dark saber and what it means to their society. We know that their society is fractured thanks to the empire. Um, so I, I think all of this is going to pan out. It's just, is it going to be middle? Is it going to be the end? And like Nick said, I think that's the key point. What is, the what is the impetus for din's call and if if they're getting closer to filming ahsoka and we know her mission and we know a big bad that she introduced in this timeline via thrawn that very well could be it i mean you know maybe the empire makes one final attempt to take out the whole fucking planet of mandalore i mean it sounds like it's mostly ruined at this point but you know, maybe Thrawn, after he learns that the Darksaber has been recaptured by this mysterious Mandalorian that no one really knew about, that he's kind of been, he was in the Looney Tunes for a while, now he's working with the likes of Bo-Katan, they've taken out Moff Gideon, they saved the day, you know, two seasons in a row now, maybe that will get the spotlight of, of Thrawn's ire upon them. And he, you know, may take out something very near and dear to Din himself, to the Mandalorians. Not that there's much left, I would think, right? I mean, half yeah. of them are scattered around the galaxy. They, they don't Very even true. live on their planet anymore. <laughs> so what else could you really take from these people? But it does sound like whatever the remnant is going to be getting into, 
is going to require Din and maybe Boba and the likes, the crew, you know, our, our boy Cardboard, to kind of put out that that Mando bat signal. Like, you know yeah. what? This is... We were kicking ass and taking names before, but now they've just got too much firepower, too many resources, and one of the most brilliant uh, military strategists of all time now at the helm calling the shots over Gideon. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So Star Wars Black Series clips in the chat says, could it be Armor's faction versus Bows? I don't think at this point that, like, even, even like fanatics like the Armor realize that, like, you can't afford a civil war when essentially your entire population is at an all time low. So I don't, even if, even if like, you know, the armor is like all pissed off because Bo-Katan told him the truth about what the, what the coverts were all about and stuff like that. I don't think that she's going to start a war over it. Like the fact of the matter is that they have a lot, like many bigger problems on their hands than like, Oh no, this you know, this guy doesn't think that he should live in a fucking cave anymore. Uh yeah, he probably... he took a helmet off, so let's kill a bunch more powerful Mandalorians. It it, yeah, it would not I, make sense. Yeah. I do think it, it's probably gonna be it Remnant Empire versus Mandalorians for some reason. And it's probably gonna have to do with like you said, Matt, like they're gonna go after Mandalore in a more furious, more, you know, uh definitive way than last time try to get the actual wipeout and they're defending themselves. well yeah i mean let's let's think we're the empire at this point you you look at your you know your your stat sheet from the the past few major battles and you essentially lost an entire it was a star cruiser it wasn't a destroyer or a corvette i mean you lost a major fucking uh, remnant empire asset to three mandalorians a, a couple gunslingers so they're gonna be going like oh fuck i mean if we even let 75 of these assholes band together they could take out two or three battalions of imperials so yeah. <laughs> we need we need to to quash this quick i mean i maybe they they take out all the night owls but bow i mean it's got but it's still it's gonna be something huge yeah that is gonna require din to be like you know what fuck this shit Looney Tunes and regular Mandalorians, let's unite, you know, let's Voltron these motherfuckers, armor up, trade some pieces, let's get colorful and kick some ass. Uh, I just, I don't know, what what could the Empire do to a, a, a band of nomads at this point, though? It's, I don't know, I mean, yeah. do they get the Darksaber back? I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's I, I mean, this say, is... Like it, I mean, there is a possibility that they capture Din, and since he's the rightful owner of the of the dark saber now, like Bo, like maybe maybe there's some like wires crossed here, and they they put out the call, like Bo puts out the call, and it's like, hey, look, you know, this is the guy with the saber. I don't know. I mean, who? There's got to be like a, a rallying call because the Empire did something. Like, there's no other factions out there that could spur this type of action from Mandalorian. Right. Unless you were to bring in, like, a completely out there fucking, we haven't seen them in 20 years since the comic books or some shit like that. Like, there's no other reason that you would, that there would be this much of a force built other than, like, Imperial aggression. Yeah, I mean, and and this would this would all be contingent on if they're really going to try to extend some of this War of the Bounty Hunter stuff in Crimson Dawn. 
I mean, Crimson Dawn could be a faction that that could potentially give Mandos an issue. Uh, hell, there there could be some Mandalorian Crimson Dawn members with what we've seen coming up in Hidden Empire. I mean, they had they had cells within the Empire itself, were you know, as officers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it's. I mean, it could be as simple as as Bat saying in the chat here. I mean, you know, we 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 lost Grogu to one guy. Uh, we we lost Gideon and his forces and a battalion of battle or, or dark troopers to three Mandos. Ot plus Ot equals Ot. So let's let's try to nip this in the bud quick. And you know, maybe it is going after Din right away. Maybe, like like this report says, he's kind of becoming the. The, the Luke Skywalker of Mandalorians. There's a legend starting to spread around the galaxy, and we know what happens with legends. Sometimes it turns just a, you know, a, a proficient being into a god. Yeah. Um, and, and with the knowledge of him having the saber, that is going to move the meter for a lot of traditional Mandalorians. I think even the nuts would probably have to respect the Darksaber. And, and back to the nuts and, and why... I could see them, Nick, maybe having a tense interaction like we had in season one where Fat Boy was like, you know, fuck this guy. He he deals with Imperials. Let's kill him. Yeah. I could see that happening maybe between Bo's people and, and the armors, but it, it, it would get to a point where they're all like, yeah, dummies. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are we doing? Chill kind, out. Kind of like. Yeah, kind of like the armorer does herself. Like, listen, he follows the way. Let's not stab him in the throat. Because let's be real. Bo-Katan was a founding fucking member of Death Watch. She was second in command. She took out villages of regular common people. She is no sweetheart. She is not her sister, never will be. So just because she was making fun of Din... All these years later in The Mandalorian, she was one of the goofballs during the Clone Wars era, okay? So, you would think with her background, the armorer definitely knows of her. I just, I think Nick made a great point. I I don't see Mandalorians, especially at this point in their lives, being petty enough to try and kill each other when they have the ultimate enemy in the people, the faction yeah. that stole their planet from them. So Yeah, yeah. The, the opportunity to avenge that is way, way more important than like, this guy doesn't believe in the way, or this girl thinks th- this right. is crazy. And, yeah, so you know, all l- this let's take shit. one of our best players off the, <laughs> off the map because he took his fucking helmet off. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, but I could see... A, a tense encounter. I mean, that, that it, it's not just gonna be like, oh, Din, you're back, and we've heard all this shit. No, you got the dark saber, and hey, why the fuck is your helmet resting on the top of your head? Kill him! <laughs> There's just, it's not gonna. I, I just don't see that happening. So, yeah. uh, but but I am, you know, we're getting some good stuff in the chat here on the live stream. If you do want to watch the live stream and you're just listening on audio, we do it every Tuesdays, typically 2:30 p. East on YouTube. I just I, I think it is natural for Thrawn to step in and and probably do some 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 shit that's that's going to get Din going. Uh oh. Uh oh. We need to put out the call for the Snoopalorian. And then and Snoop just shows up Snoop. and he, all he's got is, is just pounds and pounds of spice. I know. And everyone's like, yeah, let's we, oh, we got to take our helmets off to take a hit. And he's like, it's all good. And they're like, <laughs> 
gin and juice <laughs> with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm liking what we're getting here. I, I know uh, Nick and I lament sometimes getting these types of details. I, I still think this is. It's not too bad li- because you. Right. You it's don't it's really, light enough. Yeah. It doesn't give you all of the details. It doesn't tell you like, oh, guess what? Fucking the chimera is going to come out of. Uh, lost hyperspace. Thrawn's right. gonna show up. Then a bunch of other yeah. imperial ships, and then the fucking war is gonna break out. It doesn't give you a whole lot of stuff. It just with tells like, you like something is coming, and the the Mandos will weaponize and get ready for it. So, not- yeah, I mean, outside, of, I, I mean, I, I do believe we are gonna see a scene with seventy five plus Mandos, and I think that is going to be ridiculous because uh, the closest we've come to this probably is in the the final season of clone wars when Bo enlists ahsoka in the republic to take back mandalore from maul yeah uh, i mean that's i mean you have mandalore mandalorians all over the place um but it, it'll be interesting and you know there is a reason and i hope we learn more through gideon's interrogations and whatnot and, and what really happened about the i know i fuck it up every time and call it like the trail of tears that that is not correct but it was a it sounds like the Mandalorians had a very similar... Um, I think it was the Night of a Thousand e- something. There you go. It had a very similar atrocity uh, enacted upon them Night at of the a hands of... Tears. There you go, Night of a Thousand Tears. So there's some, there's some pretty deeply disturbing stuff that happened to these people at the hands of the Empire. And the Empire did it because they knew you could not leave a planet of free-thinking badass Spartan-like warriors unchecked when you're trying to control the galaxy. Yeah. Um, so there, there's, there's reasons we saw what they were doing in Star Wars Rebels with, with Mandalore and, and trying to get a presence on there and control it because they knew that these people, maybe single-handedly, could, could have taken out the entire empire based on their fighting skill prowess. So... Got to, got to take him out quick, right? I mean, that that's what what's his name did. Was it Xerxes? He shows up there and he's like, "All right, we got we got to take out these fucking Spartans if we're ever going to, yeah, take out take all over. of these, yeah, yeah Greek, uh, Grecian islands." Okay, I'm stupid. I don't know what word <laughs> is what. The spice must flow. That's right. And if I like, I mean, how how much? I I almost need to redo now. I mean, that, that says a lot about the movie. I mean, that, it, it wants me to, it, it made me want to kind of dive in, but you can Stuck. see how George was influenced by this stuff. I mean, yeah, he straight yeah. steals spice. Like, he doesn't even fuck around. He's like, yeah, uh, Star Wars has spice too. Fuck it. Except it in, seems in like Star he Wars, straight it's... <laughs> jacked a bunch of stuff from Foundation too. <laughs> yeah, the Galactic like just... Empire. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you think about, though, I mean, I, a lot of us have called Foundation Star Wars Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah. Dune straight up is Star Wars Game of Thrones. I mean, they, they literally have houses, House Atreides, House Harkonnen, or Harkonnen. They have an emperor. It's like, Jesus. But, I mean, the, the spice thing, he didn't even, he didn't yeah. even try. He's like, yeah, fuck Dude, it. We have spice, too. We it- just don't use it to navigate. He could have called it anything else. Like he was out there making up <laughs> names for aliens, for planets, yes! for everything. And he's he's like, oh, spice. People know spice, right? Yeah, it's already out yeah, there. People it. already know spice. what spice is. We're just gonna fucking. 
<laughs> it's a drug. Like I said, the only thing they don't use spice for in Star Wars that they do in Dune is to navigate hyperspace routes. I mean, that's the whole thing in Dune and why it is the number one uh, economy, because their pilots have to be on drugs to navigate essentially light speed. Yeah. So that's why it's so important. That's it. It's just so their pilots can get whacked out and find all these uh, secret routes. Um, the Ben Jesuit. Yes, that's the other thing. The 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 Ben Jesuit, Nick. These are like uh, they're, they're essentially the Jedi's. That's even what I told oh, my okay. kid. Thank you for reminding me, Trevor. <laughs> they're literally the Jedi Knights. They have uh, they have the Jedi mind trick, and I believe they can also use some other Force powers. So. Um, George was definitely influenced by, I think, Frank Herbert's Dune novel that came out in 65. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, just to recap here, be prepared in season three for a uh, 75 or more type of Mando moment. Uh, could look very similar to that uh, coalesced moment that uh, Bo-Katan has towards the end of Star Wars Rebels, where all the clans are there and they decide to kneel down and, and honor her as the ruler of Mandalore. Thanks to Sabine giving her the Darksaber, which was okay back then, but not okay when literally the Mandalorians are on the run in the galaxy. For some reason, Bo feels like she's got to go back and, and do it the right way. But hey, we'll, hopefully we'll see that get resolved in Season 3. <sighs> Maybe Bo's not in it. Like I said, <laughs> I, I watch... I mean, you got to... Just everyone follow Katie on Instagram. She's the best. I mean, I always feel like she's talking directly to me. <laughs> and I love it. It's like, I, I feel like we're friends now. And I, I, you know, she gets her pumpkin spice lattes every morning, does her workouts, <laughs> hangs out with the dogs. <laughs> Matt's got like a, he's got a calendar. He knows, he knows her day in, day out routine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm like just fascinated with her right now. And it's, I mean, I loved her in, in Battlestar. That's when I first was aware of, of Katie. Uh, but even in this kind of goofy another life, I mean, I, I I dig that mostly because she's in it, and I think season two she actually gets a little nude. Not that I'm, you know, I no. I'm not just a creep like that. I, I appreciate everything about Miss Sackoff, but uh, I don't know, man. Her Instagram is just something something fun. It, it's something that, you know. As I'm doing the features for the show. If I see she's got that colored ring around her face, I'm tapping on it. Okay, did she get her did she get her coffee yet? Did she get her pumpkin spice latte? Ah. All right. This is what you do when you spend too much time on Instagram. <laughs> All right. So, um the the doozy of the week is going to have to wait. Okay? The doozy of the week is going to have to wait because we have some words from our sponsor. Just got to turn off all the stuff. I probably should do that before I kind of lead into the read here. But um, yeah, here we go. So um, do you know what spook are you? Ugh. Restart. Time out. Rewind. Sorry, Anne-Marie. I'll go ahead and just go ahead and you can delete that from the read. That doesn't count towards the 60 seconds. Ready? Hit the timer. Here we go. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkin this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide 
by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code, say it with me everyone, S-W-T-S. You know, Nick and I, we, we've been pumping the Manscaped for a few months now, the Lawnmower 4.0 in particular, as well as the Performance Package 4.0. And, you know, like we said, no BS. It is, they are good products. The, the, the shaver's fantastic, one of the better ones I've had for sure. Uh, you know, you got to like the, the light on it. It's, it's powerful motor. I'll tell you what, Nick. I, I mean, I, I know this, I, I'm probably okay saying this. <laughs> but um yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff we're not allowed to say anymore by the way um but what i found very impressive with the lawnmower 4.0 and the weed whacker i feel like these things have their own nuclear reactor in them because i use uh, them almost every week and i have not had to charge these things since i got them in may all right so yeah, hopefully i'm not incredible. getting this is my personal experience. I'm not, uh, that's not an official uh, sale line, but the batteries in these are essentially Iron Man. They're like those arc <laughs> reactors. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't think they're, they're ever going to need a, a recharge. But again, that, that's not an official statement for Manscaped. That's just my personal experience. Um, but, you know, Nick, we use these things because, you know, there's some people out there that, that try to trim their balls and it turns into a Freddy Krueger film, right? It just, it gets messy. It can get painful. That's not going to happen with Manscaped because, they, you know, they've, they've got you covered. You should be able to protect yourself while you're down there trimming your balls with the Lawnmower 4.0. But really, what we want you to look into is unlocking your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0 because... Again, it's got the lawnmower 4.0. It's got that weed whacker in it. But more importantly, it has some of our favorite products we've gotten from Manscaped. And that is the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. And my personal favorite, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. In fact, right now, I think I'm getting a waft of it from my seat because I get a little steamy down there when we do the podcast. And it smells fantastic, even hours after putting that... Um, preserver on all right so in addition to all those products within the performance uh, performance package 4.0 you're also going to get those boxers that nick nick likes to walk around the house in one of these days maybe we'll get him to do the show with no pants so he can show them off Uh, but you also get the shed travel bag so you can bring all of your goods and those boxers to whatever destination you're headed to this halloween all right so if you're looking like wolverine and haven't cut your nails recently be sure to also look into another kit that Manscaped has right now, and that is the Shears 2.0 nail kit. And I actually think we got those too, right? Did you get the the nail grooming kit? I did. I've been using All it right. as well. That's been super yes, helpful. They, they work quite well. So don't forget, everyone, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. Man, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of new rules here. I probably should go over. <laughs> yeah, please add your okay, so I did that right. Please add your own opinions. Okay. Be transparent. Got it. Facts and claims. Okay. All right. Good. I think we got it. All right. So yeah, if I'm in jail next week, you know why? It's because I, I kind of went off script there and was talking about the batteries, but I'm not kidding. <laughs> like that the batteries I, I, I wish I wish I had these batteries in my, my camera or in my iPhone. It's it's ridiculous how long these things have lasted. Yeah. 
All right, Nick. So uh, the big story of, of last week or hell, I think it was breaking right into the weekend, right? Like this is like a Friday night deal. Yeah, uh, Nick, it happened. Nick, I, I, I always know it's a kick-ass story when Nick's like, hey, fuck it, man. I'm going to go ahead and post this one because Tones did it in Discord. And I'm like, man, it's Friday night. I've had a beer. I'm feeling lazy. But luckily, my buddy here was already on it in Slack. He's like, I got this shit, uh, which means that he is engaged with the whole Hayden Christensen reprising the role of Anakin in the Ahsoka series. And um, who broke this? THR, right? So this isn't yeah. the the Star Wars time show or all these other idiots on Reddit. This is a legit online publication that uh, by no means would run something like this unless they, they had it on good authority that it was going to happen. Plus, I don't know if you caught it before it got deleted. No. Uh, Rosario Dawson herself. I saw that tweet. <laughs> retweeted the article and said, "Sky guy, they know." And and yeah. I'm just so <laughs> it's official. It's it's as official as it can get without Lucasfilm kind of putting out the post. But Hayden Christensen will be playing Anakin. I know Nick put Slash Vader in the Ahsoka series. Uh, so that's pretty fucking great. Yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge, and like you said. This is THR, and typically THR doesn't run something with the exclusive tag on it uh, if it's not going to turn out to be true because it'll just make them look bad. Um, but also, if you, I mean, like, if you think about it, now that, that Hayden is back in the fold, back in the Star Wars fold through Kenobi, it, would, it wouldn't make sense to, to like, let, just let him do that and go away. I mean, you have this series with Ahsoka... And if there is one person important in Ahsoka's life, it's Anakin Skywalker. So having him make an appearance either through uh, flashbacks, forced communication of some sort would be would would only elevate the series. There's no I, I don't think that there is a possible way that you could include Anakin in the Ahsoka series and actually make it, it it'd be a detriment to the sh to the show. So. Right. I thought it was massive. I thought it makes complete it yeah, complete sense and it's it's going to make this show so much more interesting especially if we get the type of Ahsoka that we saw in Mando season 2 where she's essentially a lone wolf. She has nobody else helping her. She's not a part of some sort of band or group or anything like that. Like she kind of was in Rebels where she was still she may not have been directly patched in you know, with the ghost crew, but she was in constant communication with the rebels and everything like that. It seems like in, in the current timeline, she is truly a lone wolf. So to have some constant companion, even in this, in the, in the shape of like a force ghost or like a force presence with her, uh, in Anakin, I think that would be pretty fucking cool. So, all right. Yeah. And I'm with you. Like, I mean, really, we, we can sit here and wax poetic about how awesome it is that he's in there. I think the fun thing is, is the fact that Hayden, as, as your Nick is saying in the article, is essentially either he is re-embracing Star Wars or Lucasfilm's like, you know what? We fucking destroyed this guy's Golden Globe type of career. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's time to start throwing him some bones. But I think the, the fun thing with this news, Nick, is how will the character be used and how will Hayden be used? If we're believing what we've been told about Kenobi, it 
doesn't sound like we're at least I haven't heard anything. MSW hasn't heard anything. Other leakers haven't heard anything about getting flashbacks in, in Kenobi, even though it, it could very it, it would work. And if one shows up, great, I'm all for it. But it does sound like Hayden, for the most part, will be Darth Vader in Kenobi. Yeah. So now that Hayden's getting a turn at Ahsoka, he can only be one of two versions of Anakin flashback general skywalker or oddly young looking force ghost yeah um, so to me this, let's which one do you want to start with first because i want to i want to kind of prop each method up but also tear it down as to why it will not work that way i mean personally i think that they're like you could have all three versions of Anakin in here, but we'll get to that a little bit later and I'll give you my Well, Vader's dead. So, I mean, unless there's a flashback of her fighting Vader or thinking about Vader, then to me, it's still just general Skywalker or ghost. Yeah. Skywalker. I mean, I think that they're going to use both. I think that there will be flashbacks and ghosts. So I think likely if I was going to play it a certain way, the way that I would do it is like, she starts like, she obviously has flashbacks and stuff like that of her time with Anakin and then her revelation that Anakin is Vader throughout her life. So you would see those like throughout the series and then you wouldn't bring him in as a force ghost until maybe halfway through the series, maybe the okay. you know, second to last, third to last episode. So you get all of this reminiscing, all of this painful, all these painful memories. And then finally, like, like in a in a dire moment or like when when the chips are down and she feels like she's truly alone, like that's when he reemerges as force ghost Anakin to her. This is okay. like, this would be like the first time that, that he has revealed himself to her as a okay. force ghost. I like so. that. I like that. I like that. Cause, cause I know in our discord, I mean, I'm an opinionated person and I, I respond immediately without thinking too deep. And I trust me, Nick, I didn't piss anyone else off. This is not one of those weeks where I scared away another fan. Uh, but I don't know who it was. Maybe Ted five standing by someone that that's active in discord. It's like, Oh, what, what would it be? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Flashbacks just makes way more sense than a force ghost. But if you think about it, the way Nick set it up, I, I think that would probably be the perfect way to do it. Cause in my mind, there's no way Ahsoka is just casually chatting with Force Ghost Anakin right off the bat because l l these two, essentially the last time they saw each other, they're trying to kill each other. Yeah. And she finally learned that her her teacher, her instructor was a, a piece of shit. He quit. He joined the dark side and, and brought all sorts of tear and destruction to the galaxy so she's not just going to be like oh hey oh anakin you're back thank god your son saved you and <laughs> by the way why aren't you hanging out with him why the fuck are you hanging out with me i mean luke literally redeemed you he needs some training i'm already a fucking master wizard i'm good right you know what i mean it's like what would be the point for ghost yeah. anakin to show up early on to ahsoka so that was one of my knocks on ghost anakin the other knock on ghost anakin and this is george's fault there's two ghost anakins in this world there's our boy sebastian shaw who got deleted because of the prequels and was replaced by an unaged Hayden Christensen. Yeah. So how do force ghosts work? Do I mean, can you pick whatever age you want to be? Or you just, George Lucas said, you know what? We just show, we, 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 we've told Anakin's prequel story now. So now he gets to be the force ghost version of yeah, Anakin Skywalker. I think that, 
as as a Star Wars fan, if you want to think purely canon, um, the the Sebastian uh, Shaw version does not exist anymore. Like it it doesn't exist. It never existed in George's mind. I feel like in George's mind, Sebastian Shaw was always a placeholder until he did make the prequels. Um, so to me, there is only one version of Ghost Anakin, and it is so. Is the, is the theory then? Because I mean, let's. I mean, I guess we can still go on the the under the guise that he is the chosen one. So I guess he wouldn't have to learn like Obi Wan and Yoda and Qui Gon how to become a Force ghost. Like, let's not even scratch that fucking scab, right? Because how, yeah. how the fuck? How the fuck does Darth Vader, a Sith Lord for most of his life, learn how to become a Force ghost? Yeah, I mean, Qui Gon I mean, Jinn, the guy that discovered it, <laughs> didn't have enough uh, time to practice it to actually become a corporeal version of a ghost. He can only become a disembodied voice. Yet this motherfucker is a dickhead his whole life. Then his son redeems him by chopping his hand off, and he immediately becomes a Force ghost. See, I feel like right, he, I got know, a, I, he got he got enough Force ghost votes to make the to make the panel. <laughs> so they were like, "All right, I know, you I know." know. Yoda voted for you. Obi Wan voted for you. Qui Gon voted for you. So you you made it. You you get a body. <laughs> I know I'm being a little Neil deGrasse Tyson here with with fucking Star Wars. I'm just having fun. But it is it is odd that for out of nowhere this character learns this ability when we know Sith can't do it, but somehow he can do it right at the end, and he goes from his true ghost form to his younger self in the snap of an edit. And yeah, I know that's fucking George's call, but why is this character allowed to pick his appearance as a force ghost and no one else is? Does Obi-Wan like being the decrepit version of himself? Does Yoda like being the old kind of slightly hoboish crazy version of himself? It's just, it's fucking goofy, right? I mean, let, let's just face it. It's I goofy. mean, also, if we stuck with Sebastian Shaw as the force ghost, you could never use him again because the motherfucker's dead. <laughs> So. Right. Yeah, I know. It, it, it conveniently, it's going to conveniently work, right, Nick? Yeah. But it's just going to be weird seeing goofy looking long hair Anakin as a force ghost, even though he I mean, died. Also, like, you've never, like, nobody ever saw Sebastian Shaw as Anakin ever in the history well, of we the did world. When it, when it, well, when he took his helmet off, he's technically Anakin Skywalker again, right? So we get uh, one I shot mean, of, like, his white head. I guess that counts, yeah. <laughs> I guess that 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 one moment counts, but yeah, I mean the only person I, I, who's ever truly played Anakin Skywalker pre Vader was Hayden, and yeah, so I uh, I think you nailed it. I I think that's that has to be the way if they are going to use him in in both timeline or in both versions of himself, General and Ghost. Yeah, I don't think Ghost can be right off the bat because it would make no, no. sense. I mean, uh, someone in the chat made a good point of, um, yeah. Damn it, they're they're good today in chat. One six. I, I was kind of thinking about that. Like, I, I guess that could be the write-off that when you kill your Jedi self, that's you you come back as the last version of your Jedi self and not your old self. But it's still a little like okay, science fiction. We can do whatever the fuck we want type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Where was I going before I got distracted? You see, I get distracted easily, Nick. And then the gray matter can't hold on to the act of thought. Fuck, I had a point. No, okay, anyways, what Nick was saying. Even, I, I believe Black Series Clips brought this up. 
casual people that are going to be drawn into this from Grogu love and whatnot, you can't just like throw out like, oh, hey, why is this ghost talking to Ahsoka? Like, what the fuck does she know with Anakin Skywalker? What? And by the way, why is Anakin Skywalker hanging out with her and not his fucking son? I mean, that, that's my other thing. Yeah. Like, if we are going to get a lot of heavy ghost Anakin to help her out in her time of need, where the hell was he when Luke was freaking out and locked himself on an island? Like, hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> ghost hello, Vader showed up why? for fucking Ray. I mean, literally, Ghost Vader shows up for Ray. He never shows up for his son unless it's to be written in, in books and comics to kind of fill in some gaps, right? Yeah. It, it's honestly, Am I right? I, I feel like the, the main problem that you've run into with this type of phenomenon in Star Wars is that Anakin can essentially be... Anakin can talk to every character in Force Ghost form, or he should talk to every character. Because you could argue, like, why didn't he talk to Obi before? Like, you know, like, there, I mean, like, or like, there's a lot of different people that he, Ahsoka, uh, Luke, he could even talk to Leia. He could talk to fucking. Yeah, but uh, no, like, he's, he's, he's talking huh. to his former apprentice that he tried to kill and, and not yeah. his son who redeemed him. That, that, that's like, this is where I get in my head, like really weird shit. And most people think about their futures and their kids and, and investing. I'm thinking like, how does this work? Like, would Anakin really blow off Luke after being saved and, and focus his time on the likes of Ahsoka and then, you know, another 20 years, 40 years from now, Ray, but never his son who redeemed think, him. Yeah, I think the one way that you could look at it, too, is like. Who like it, in, in this scenario that we're painting here with Ahsoka, like Ahsoka is like dwelling on him and is still caught up on his tragedy and what his like his essential his fall to the dark side did not only to her but to the galaxy in general so like while luke may already be kind of past that because they had their reconciliation moment at the end of episode six and he's come to terms with what his father had become and his eventual turn back to the light at the end like ahsoka still doesn't have that that closure yet so while he could have been talking to Luke, they, he knows that, you know, like he could be like telling Luke, oh, don't, you know, build the spire on the on the on the building for the Jedi Council this way, not this way. Like he, he knows that Ahsoka probably needs him more than Luke does at this time because gotcha. she still hasn't fully come to terms with. I mean, let's be real. He's he's a shitbag dad anyways. It's not yeah. like he did anything for his kids for, you know, 20 plus years. So, I mean, it's not that big of a surprise. I want to address a few things here. Um, yes, Tones in, in one six, we can go with the whole you revert back to what last time you were a Jedi. But Sebastian Shaw was literally the old version of Anakin first before he decided to replace him with young Anakin. So I know we can sit here and, and rewrite history and we, we're going to have to, but all of our dumb arguments really don't line up thanks to what George did with well, the end of Return of the Jedi. But that's the thing is like once once that edit was made, you have to just accept that Sebastian Shaw, Anakin doesn't exist and never did. <laughs> But I mean, he's still in the movie like he's it, I mean, at that theory, version? they should they should they should have CG like uh, uh, Hayden's face onto Sebastian's face when he takes the helmet off. Yeah, then. but nobody knows that that's Sebastian Shaw like nobody <laughs> nor does anybody care that that's Sebastian Shaw because it's just an old crinkly fucking 
rant you could literally put any random white person's face in there and it you wouldn't be able to tell the difference but like and like to like if you're going to like it's not even an argument that like sebastian shaw should be in it because he's deleted from all elements <laughs> of star wars that have been released since 2000 I, I know but it, it is funny like we, we can sit there and we can do gymnastics in our head and we'll 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 accept it but it's still there's a lot of a lot of fuckery going on because of what george did with that one quick scene by deciding i mean he didn't even fuck with it in the special editions he, he's like all right well now that i've showed him what young anakin looked like i might as well dump him in why not because it makes zero sense but it does to me and i made this shit so blow me and hey we just gotta live with it uh, and the other thing, until it's written, I'm still going to go with uh, Anakin did not touch in or, or connect with Luke post being saved until it's in something. Yes, I know we can sit there and be like, well, there was like 40 years or something. But until yeah. it's written, I'm going with Anakin just chose to keep ignoring and being a bad father to his children after his redemption. Yeah. But I back to this. And Nick, I, I think you're, I think you're, you're spot freaking on, man. I, I really think, who knows? We're probably going to see something in the Ahsoka series that causes her to kind of have a, a flashback, a good memory of General Skywalker and their time together. And I know yeah. that could get into some wonkiness. Like, are they going to de-age Rosario? Or are they just going to change the makeup to make her look a little bit younger? Right? Because we we're, we're talking. At that point, you know, 25, 27 years post Clone Wars. So, but I mean, Rosario is a beautiful lady. I, I think they could still pull off a younger Ahsoka with her just by changing some of the makeup. I, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. The, the whole Anakin Force Ghost looking young is a bigger issue in my mind than how do we make a younger looking live action Ahsoka? Yeah, because so, I mean, you can see in the image that they used for anakin or for hayden's image in the in the thr article like he's aged substantially since i mean like it's been 16 years since we saw him as anakin so right i mean not only has his body composition changed because he was bulked up and pretty big for star wars but like he's 16 years older like you can see wrinkles in his face you can see a lot of difference in just his general uh his general look so i mean but nick i think he's been working out so that must mean he's he's Darth Vader again, right? He's Darth Vader again. But yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to have to do some de-aging, some touch-up and post in the in the Force Ghost slash like flashback scenes and stuff like that for him. But like you said, they'll have to do it for, for Rosario too and, you know, see what they do with those kind of flashbacks. What I think is interesting is that like we're finally getting these two characters that we know, we've known for years. I mean, we've known... Ahsoka and Anakin as a duo for a decade now, if not longer than a decade. Oh, and yeah. the two characters that are playing them have never interacted as Anakin or Ahsoka before ever in their lives. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think Nick Nick nailed it, though. I do think it'll play out. Uh, and who knows how much he'll be in it, hopefully more than we're, we're thinking. Yeah. Uh, but you, I, I could definitely see older Ahsoka reminiscing about her times of of the man that kind of helped get her on her path and let's be real i mean anakin's training did mold the type of person and the type of force user that ahsoka ultimately ended up becoming and you could say it's on two fronts 
both when he was good and kind of his cockiness and, and, and brashness, but also seeing his fall and learning from that and, and, and her recession from the Jedi Order and her kind of, as Filoni has said, becoming one of the strongest Force users in all of Star Wars, essentially on her own. But yeah. using the training she directly got from Anakin, a little bit from Obi-Wan, and I'd argue the biggest influences in Ahsoka's life are Plo Koon, that's who found her. Uh, Kenobi, that's her, like, grandfather and then obviously her brother or i guess kenobi would be like daddy kenobi and then her brother like yeah brother anakin so yeah. i could 100 percent see her maybe having a tough time or maybe seeing something looking at her old lightsaber and and <laughs> having the flashback there we get some general skywalker maybe maybe see them doing some kick-ass action stuff or him teaching her a lesson that she needs to remember in the future we've seen that before in shows yeah. where you know a, a character that's going through some shit will have a flashback where they are taught a lesson from their mentor that they need to kind of reapply in their in the later stages of life and then uh, i think another brilliant guess by nick here let's take it to the bank in fact is that something's going to happen in ahsoka where she may, for the first time in all these years, or Anakin for the first time in all these years, will reach out and try to connect to get some advice, maybe even to let him have it for a little bit. Like, dude, why did you, why did you do that to me? And blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. How could you do that? Uh, but ultimately, he will come back as a ghost to propel her beyond whatever obstacle or challenge she is facing that requires him to show up in corporeal form. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about not only this, but like what else could spawn from this? Because if you're, I don't feel like you take, you know, your, your essential savior of the galaxy, your, your original one. And then just say like, okay, we're going to put them in Kenobi. We'll put them in Ahsoka and then we'll just kind of, then it, you know, no more. I feel like now that Hayden is open to like roles in Star Wars again, especially on the Disney Plus side, like there's so many different ways you could use him. Not only like in, you know, de-aged factors, either through Force Ghost form or through flashbacks, but like just using him as like, even if it's just like voice parts or using him as Anakin right. again in other series, maybe even giving him starring roles as as Anakin slash Vader in, a, in another series, like, He's back in the fold. I feel like you have to take advantage of that because for 15, 16 years, you were never going to see Anakin again because the one guy who played him was was basically done. I mean, you were never going to see him in live action again because he was never, like Hayden was never going to touch the franchise. I just hope that this is not the last time that we see Hayden playing this role again because it's too important of a role, too important of a character to not can you know, use in other spots you know i'm not yeah. saying make everything have fucking anakin skywalker in it but like there are things that we've been asking for for years that could be done now that he's back in the in the fold again. yeah i mean you're spot on and it does sound like in kenobi we may get the most vader we've ever gotten and i'm not talking just screen time like we might actually get some insights into how he was thinking yeah during this period of, of star wars 
but ultimately, as we've been beating on the, you know, the Darth Vader needs his own shit drum for years, like Nick said, there's still tons of potential to have a Star Wars, a Vader story, right? Yeah. Or a, yeah. a standalone Vader flick where you are getting nothing but his point of view. I, that's just, I, I really want to see how Kenobi plays out and how much they truly give of uh, Vader slash Anakin's point of view, or if he will just still mostly be the uh, antagonist that, you know, will throw some lines out there that may harken back to the past. But what I'm, I'm looking for, and I know Nick's looking for, and a lot of you, is the Rogue One violence, but <laughs> also him being the driver of the narrative, him being the main yeah. character, maybe getting some inner monologues, maybe getting more conversations where he was doubting what the hell he was doing and in, in, in the, the, the continued fear, anger, and pain that he has to put himself in through so he stays sharp enough that his boss doesn't kill him. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of good shit behind Vader that, you know, some of it's been explored in the comics. Uh, and I'd be fine if they just take some of those stories and, and put them on screen. But this is Hayden being involved in another major Disney Plus project is is only good news. And as Nick said, it can only lead to more or hopefully will lead to more roles, more little parts and just more Anakin and Vader on that platform yeah i hope so i mean it's a good time to be a uh to be a fan of of anakin right now because this is this is an unprecedented time you know like we've never we never thought we were going to get him back and finally after fucking 15 years he's back so let's let's use him to the fullest potential i would say yeah and there's there's some people that i, I still think they think that Hayden in the prequels is the guy like that's what you get when Hayden is is on a project and it's just not yeah we've said it a thousand times I mean the guy was getting Golden Globe nominations before he took the role of Anakin Skywalker like many other before him that is in the lead main super duper Skywalker role he sadly uh, his career was sacrificed at the altar yeah. of George Lucas's <laughs> lack of direction <laughs> All right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, everyone, everyone looked like shit. All right. I mean, yeah. Ewan McGregor had some very wonky scenes. Uh, Natalie had some very wonky scenes. I, I think Qui-Gon was the only one that didn't really get super wonky. And that's just because the fucker got killed in the first movie. So he didn't have more opportunities to be directed like a bozo. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling Hayden is going to. He's probably, I mean, hell, he's done with a Kenobi, but I guarantee that motherfucker attacked that role with a level of, of, of tenacity, veracity, velocity, velociraptor <laughs> that you've ever seen. Like, I mean, th this guy knows. He knows his reputation after the prequels. He's not a fucking idiot, right? I mean, I'm sure he's not on social media for a reason because he was, he's been nothing but uh, skewered for the past 16 years right yeah oh hayden sucks and it can suck because of hayden hayden is a terrible actor eh, sand meh, meh. i hate them sand people right i mean listen yeah he had some he had some bad scenes but he had some good scenes and i have full faith in everybody this dude. had bad scenes in there everybody of of it doesn't matter who you were everybody did even even fucking uh 
Qui-Gon, even Liam did in the first movie. Like he still had bad shit where he I mean, just like Ian Mc Ian McDermott, like a, a yeah. thespian. I mean, he's in what is that? Revenge of the Sith where he goes, yeah, like what is that <laughs> he, he's going from playing like the level-headed uh well he's not an emperor yet but the supreme chancellor to he's like yeah yeah like he's <laughs> let, like, he's letting sidious pop out of nowhere in front of anakin this is yeah just a lot of weird bad shit. choices <laughs> like so <laughs> no i mean in, in like if you have never done yourself a favor and watched some of like uh Hayden's back catalog before he got to Star Wars, definitely do it because I mean, the guy did incredible stuff. Like, I can't, like, Life as a House, fantastic. He did this movie called Awake, really good too. He did, um, I mean, like, he did a bunch of shit that he got like nominated for Golden Globes for and stuff. And, and then, you know, did. Do, do hey, dude, play. I mean, he, he's not even bad in Jumper. I'm not saying Jumper's no, like yeah, this amazing I thought film, Jumper but was super fun. He's he's more than capable in that. And, and you know, I'm like I said, I, I'm expecting this dude. He He's not going to fuck up this opportunity. I mean, he, he's already had one. We're, we're going to see what he did in Kenobi. But if he's mostly in the armor, you know, you, you can get away with anything there. Plus, his voice will be dubbed. But in Ahsoka, I'm pretty sure it's going to be full on Hayden himself. Uh, any Darth Vader scenes really would make no sense unless she is having a a relapse or a memory of her fight from star Wars rebels that they're going to make live action. I just, I don't see them doing that. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I really see Hayden and Ahsoka being Hayden as general Skywalker slash ghost Skywalker. Yeah. I do think that I, I, I hope, I hope fingers crossed that we do get some Clone Wars scenes remade. Fuck in the yeah, live dude. Um, I don't know if they're willing to go that far, but the thing is, is like, Dave Filoni is the creator of both, essentially the creator and, and the, the, the sign offer for both of these shows. So, I mean, if he wants it done, it's going to get done. So I, yeah, I, I believe Dave is the lead on Ahsoka. Like th this one's his baby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Favreau's the king of, of all of it, but I, I believe Dave is doing most of the writing. I don't know if he's going to direct them all or, or, or share their, or spread that around like they've been doing on the other properties. But yeah, I mean, Filoni, come on. He's going to do it right. Anakin's going to come off fantastically, I believe. And yeah. I, I, I would love to see some Clone Wars general and, and Snips action in live action. I mean, I think it'd be do you, fantastic. Do you think when, uh, when George Lucas like eventually comes onto that set, like Hayden's going to have like some crazy flashbacks where he's like, oh my God. Yeah, PTSD. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh no. <laughs> They'll see him on in a ball in the corner <laughs> in the fetal position going, oh, sand, no. sand, sand. I hate, I hate sand. sand. It's coarse. It's irritating. It's coarse. It's irritating. No. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking oh, that poor bastard. All the memories. <laughs> like, you, oh, you know how many like, idiots have probably walked up to him and, and been like, hey, s s do you like sand? Ha ha. Hey, have you ever gone to the beach? Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. He's if probably I, like, If I you. had that experience, I would do the same thing he did. I would never be on social media. I'd be like, I never yeah. want to act again. Leave me the fuck alone. I mean, oh, I, I think he just started going to, like, celebrations and, and cashing yeah. in on the autograph Dude, lines recently. I yeah, I think it was TLJ celebration, right? Like that was the first one that he was at, the one that you were at. And uh, yeah, it was that one Orlando. or Chicago. I can't, I can't remember which, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he was... he skipped out on all that free money. Cause let's be real, I mean, there are motherfuckers there 
Um, well, hell, SW Props just went on a, like a con deal with uh, Lauren Mary Kim and, and uh, what's her name? Emily Swalls? Who, who plays the, the armorer in Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, it's Emily something. Uh, either way, I mean, the armorer, for the most part, is a, a bit character. Swallow. Emily Swallow. Swallow. Yeah. But, I mean, these, these, right, these <laughs> actors, the, the stunt girl and the actor, are going to cons, making cash on on yeah. autographs and hayden was darth fucking vader anakin skywalker he's like you know what i don't need that money i'm not william shatner i'm not george takei i'm just gonna go live in a hole because that franchise ruined my life um i only make direct to walmart bin movies these days i mean he has made a lot of like b-level shit yeah like he's got i think he's got one with like gary oldman like some post apocalyptic as one of his most recent but uh, he just disappeared. I mean, he di- he pulled Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. He completely disconnected from the fandom, from the franchise. It was like, you know what? This was supposed to be the greatest thing of my life, and it ruined it. So hopefully this second turn at Anakin is, is going to finally pay off on the, all the dreams that young Hayden probably had back in, what, when they cast him probably in the year 2000, 2001, yeah, like, something like that? Uh, like, yeah, a one probably. Think about think about how excited he was getting that call, and then you fast forward twenty one years later, and he probably deep down laments becoming Anakin Skywalker. This is is the worst decision of my life. (laughs) I mean, also (laughs) think about this: that Anakin was this close to being Leonardo DiCaprio, like that. He was the original cast; like they casted him originally. But I think he ended up pulling out because of something else he had going on at that time. Like he was going. Yeah, someone's to be, like, "Hey, hey, dude, you're on your way to be getting Oscar noms left and right. Don't do Star yeah, Wars. Don't it do will this. kill your career. <laughs> don't do it unless unless you can get like a a support role. You do not want to become the chosen one. Anyone yeah. that plays a main Skywalker, their career ends. See Mark Hamill. See Carrie Fisher. Now see Daisy Ridley, even though she's not a real Skywalker. But hey, she took the name in the end, so the theory still plays out. Yeah. I mean, look, look at this. O2, so this is O2, just like from, like from O2 to 06 for Leo, which is roughly the same period that Anakin was going on. He does Gangs of New York, Catch Me If You Can, The Aviator, and then The Departed. And then he, and then he does Blood Diamond in 06 too, which I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for. So like, or he got nominated for an Oscar for. Oh yeah. So this dude, not, he doesn't take Anakin Skywalker. And in that period of time, he becomes the biggest actor in Hollywood. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we, we could be talking wild. about Hayden banging models left and right. And, you know, he discarded Giselle to, to go to Tom <laughs> Brady. But no, we're talking about the guy uh, making movies that go right to the discount bin in, in Walmarts. So such whew. a wild career. Trajectory. I can't blame him. I mean, hell, if I was a taller man at that point in time, I would have loved to have been Anakin, too. But it's pretty much, you know, now at this point, if you take that role in a Star Wars movie, your career's over in Hollywood. I mean, still, it's just over. Still. Like, it, that's it, what I mean. It does, it, yeah. It doesn't even end with Lucas. Still. No. Daisy's got. I mean, Daisy's Daisy's a fucking talent and she has essentially been canceled. I mean, I think her last movie was that chaos something with tom holland that's like uh, it's on like hulu now yeah it's terrible and she's she's a talent too i mean she's a fucking talent oh well 
All right, so now this this was fun, and and I loved that Rosario just straight confirmed it, yeah, and then like, had yeah. to delete had to delete the the media post. But it, this is as legit as it gets, unless they're going to fire everyone and cancel the show after <laughs> know, Rosario right? confirmed. There's yeah, no Tones way. is right. I mean, hell, Jake Lloyd d- d- is worse off than Hayden. I mean, he, yeah, no, Jake Lloyd. He, he really like... took a turn for the worse. I mean, he looks yeah. like. I mean, it's. A, I don't know, allegedly. I mean, he looks like he was on meth there for a while. I say he had some drug issues. He had some, you know, issues with the law and everything, too. I mean, it did not go well for him post. Uh, Be careful what you wish for in the Star Wars universe, man. I mean, there's there's a I think there's probably more examples of of Hayden than there are of like people like Pedro or or Tamara that are being celebrated for their Star Wars roles these days. But uh, it, it was hard to get that stink off for a lot of them. I and mean, Ewan managed to do it, Natalie and, and Qui-Gon shit. Qui-Gon. Uh, Liam. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Liam obviously uh, made it out. But if you are play a main Skywalker, it is a dicey, dicey call. Tough. Tough. <laughs> uh, so Adam Driver will be half canceled. Adam Driver um, will be half canceled because well, he's half canceled. he technically, <laughs> like, he's he's made it. He's a solo. He's actually made it through, but he, yeah, he's, we'll, we'll go with that. He's, he, I mean, obviously, he's a solo, he's a solo over a Skywalker. <laughs> but yeah, Adam has actually still been in a lot of projects. I did not go see The Last Duel. I heard it was okay, heard but apparently. I've terrible. heard really good things about it. Okay, I've yeah. Heard, yeah, I've heard excellent. I mean, I, I like Adam. I like Matt and Ben, so I figured, if anything, yeah, I'll at least yeah. watch some actors I like. Um, but yeah, I mean, Adam, Adam's made it out. So he's more in the line of like Natalie and Ewan. He didn't quite get the, the, the stink on him, the, the, the full Skywalker stink. (sighs) Life is tough, but Hey, we do a podcast in our basement. So I'm not too, I don't feel too bad for these people. Yeah. Oh man. I feel so bad for Hayden Christensen that he made like millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, he probably still makes at the age of 24. (laughs) I mean, what what do you think these people do you think they get residuals for the films or do you think they took some sort of deal that that had like an end of life to it? I feel like they get residuals, but they didn't get like, especially people like like back then, like, you know, Hayden and, and Natalie, like pre her true explosion and stuff like like they didn't get like a point deal where it's like you get your salary plus points on the back end. Like they definitely still get residuals, but it's not going to be something that they can like purely sustain themselves off of probably. Yeah. Cause I know like just, just my buddy that's in the industry and has been there for a while and has, has been a double on some pretty major shows that have gone into syndication. I think NCIS LA being one. I haven't asked. I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's rude to ask, but I think a year or two ago, his residuals every year was about $150,000. Yeah. We're talking about a fucking stunt guy doing doubles or like just a background character. We're we're not talking like a main lead. So there's there's a chance people like Hayden even not having work are probably still getting a quarter of a million dollars a year just for the work they did 20 plus years ago. Listen to this shit. Since Titanic was a movie, DiCaprio makes more money than people on the list. But how much more turns out he has received $300 million in residuals from reruns of Titanic okay. alone. There you, okay, <laughs> the question fucking answered. So yeah, uh, Hayden's probably making quite a bit from his turn as Anakin Skywalker. So yeah, um, while his career was uh, ruined, he's probably lived a pretty good life as long as he is mentally strong. 
Um, he's he's probably lived a pretty easy life with his his, yeah. his young one T- and TNT Bilson. Would, yeah, Rachel Bilson. Like TNT would run the Star Wars, like the full yeah. Star Wars saga back to back for like three weeks, like every other month. Like that that shit. He would make so much money from that. Oh my god! Right. Uh, oh yeah. man. Man, fuck. I want to get out of my basement and go get on a movie and get some residual get checks at this point. One <laughs> acting role in a movie that is good for a little while. <laughs> Forever. I mean, hell. I, like, I, I mean, think about it. Do you, you think people like Hamill are still getting checks for the originals? God, yes. Probably, right? Yeah. That Well, here's the issue now with streaming is that your residuals go away because they're, they're not usually playing them on TV anymore. And I don't know how streaming residuals work. So like when you when you would play like when fucking right. you know TBS would pick up Star Wars and they would play it for X amount of time, you get residuals off of that. But now that Disney owns it and you can only find Star Wars on their streaming service, I don't know how residuals translate. I, I would yeah, I mean I think everyone's still trying to figure out streaming and how it can be equitable to all parties. Yeah. But I would assume at this point it's probably if it goes to a streaming network like Plus, it's probably a like a one-time huge check and that's it. Like yeah. you don't you don't get it for every time a Matt or Nick fires it up and plays it. Yeah, probably not. Uh, again, I lament the fact that I didn't figure out who I really wanted to be until my 30s. Fail. <laughs> Fail. Fail. <laughs> All right, next one here. We got another rumor, and this one just kind of popped out today, and this is still with all of the Disney Plus stuff. So, you know, some weeks it's dead. Other weeks it gets a little busy. This story is uh, another one from MSW, and it revolves around Andor and a potential casting that he heard uh, was involved. So I guess this is another one. Maybe a spoiler, maybe, maybe not. Make your own choice. You're an adult. But according to MSW, Andy Serkis was cast in the Andor series. And if you know your shit about Star Wars, Andy Serkis brought Snoke to life in TFA and TLJ. And he probably thought he would also be Snoke in the final movie. But we know how the sequel trilogy panned out and every other writer decided to do their own thing without making things tie together. Wait, what do you mean I get cut in half in the second one? <laughs> right. Like, oh, okay. He's like, like you're, you're killing me without even ex- remotely explaining who I am or how I came to be. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. We can, we can, we can fill in all those gaps through the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. We'll eventually get there and learn exactly what Snoke was and how he rose to power. But for now, Andy, sorry, you're not coming back for a third yeah. film. So anyways... Uh, the rumor is that Circus is going to be an Andor. So, so the tricky thing is, is he just playing a, a random character? Because again, he's never been like on on camera, like his real face in Star Wars. So they they totally could use Circus, and we know he's a fine actor. I mean, he plays Homeboy in the MCU. Uh, Andy is a, you know he's we know we know he's a a perfect CG actor, uh, but he can also do the real thing without computers. Yeah. So Nick. It, there is potential for for Snoke or rumblings of Snoke to be an Andor, and that, you know that that has been proven by Bad Batch and uh, the comics. Like we know at the end of Bad Batch that they have taken what's her name, Nala Sue or Nala some Sue. shit, say yeah. to say. Nala say to start more than likely 
doing some weird shit with cloning and the force. Cause these are the same people that were trying to do force experiments and, and did get some force juice out of Grogu during the Mandalorian timeline. So if you connect the dots, the empire as early as the fall of the Republic was starting to dabble in some weird science, right? Some, some yeah. dark side science cloning this either, you know, battalions of soldiers or if I can't say if because this is what actually happens or more than likely probably to figure out a way to keep yes to to keep Palpatine essentially immortal so there is a an off chance that we could see a version of Snoke in Andor if not I mean let let because we we don't know shit about this character even through comics and yes he was in tanks and whatnot but was Snoke truly something just grown in a Petri dish or was he a being that the Empire took DNA from just like Grogu and tried to clone and it got all, all fucked up looking? I mean, there, there is potential that we could meet the actual Snoke Snoke. Like the progenitor, the, the Snoke V1. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the the Django Fett, if you will. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. The, the the Grogu, because I mean l- l- we do have canon in the books now that the Empire was trying to take bloods of unique and force sensitive individuals and and science the shit out of it for one reason or another. Yeah. So there is that potential. I don't know. I I, I don't think Andor would maybe get into some of that type of stuff and, and leave yeah. that for bad batch. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I don't think that they're going to dive too. Cause it like, once you get into that, then you're so, it, it, it would eat the whole narrative, yeah, right? I mean, I that would say that like, would be it, everything. It, it takes over your whole storyline. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with, uh, some of the people in the chat, like one six and tone saying he can do a ton of voices, probably going to be a highly made up character. I mean, we know he's aces on anything that is CG. He's been aces on anything CG since 2000 with, uh, Lord of the Rings. And, you know, I, like you said, he can play like regular, just live action. You don't have to put shit on me roles. Like, but I think that if you're going to bring in a talent like Andy Serkis, especially into a show like Andor where you you can have aliens and you can have all of these different types of beings, then you're probably going to use them in some sort of special effects driven role, which I'm totally fine with. Um, yeah, I, I, I need to watch Lord gonna... of the Rings again. You know, that was a random thought there. I'm not like on <laughs> drugs or anything, but just, just talking about Andy again, I'm starting to get the, the Gollum Smeagol in, in, in my head. It's just like, man. Well, dude, you got to prep uh, for... You got to prep for the Amazon show next year. You're right. It's actually, it, I, I'm, I am due to watch LOTR because I think it's been at least hell more than that. Cause I, I don't think I've watched it since Charlie was born. So hell, I might be going on like eight years since I've oh, wow, watched yeah. LOTR. Yeah. Cause I, I had the recent run through with the 20th anniversary, but um, yeah, I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to play Snoke. If he's going to play Snoke, like you said, that may that may even come in animated form through Bad Batch, like you suggested. I think this role probably going to be something CG. Probably going to be something where he's got to toss on a voice, do a nice, cool, uh, you know, uh, performance in the in the suit in the CGI suit. Um, I doubt that they're going to start doing Snoke stuff now in Andor, though. That would just be so out of place for. The story yeah. that's being told at that time, especially since it's going 
pre-Rogue One. Like you, so you're going even further back. Like if it was, you know, even if it was like post, like even post Rogue One, I don't think. I think it's still a little early for some Snoke dealing at that point. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, there, we we know through some of those set leaks that they're they're probably going to have a k2so like droid i mean maybe he's voicing this one because unless yeah. tydox tydox pulling our chain i mean k2so it's, i still shouldn't. don't believe it i i, yeah, I unless I it's could, like right on the end. yeah I, f- I feel like if they're not doing a second season which why would you or hell why not i mean i'd take it it's star wars after all but if this is if andor is just going to be one season it would make sense as a final moment or f- last few moments to see um you know cast cassian kind of getting k2 and maybe rewiring them and their relationship uh kicking off but uh, yeah maybe yeah. maybe uh I, I like that tones i think that was a good idea uh coming in doing a voice or, or or doing his really his expertise not that he probably wants to strap up in the the gimp suit anymore these days now that he's been That's directing movies say, do you but think like when like when his agent calls he's like man i got a role for you you're gonna love it star wars you know star wars you've been in it and he's like is it CG again? And he's yeah. like, yeah, it's CG. He's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I I'm not putting those me. fucking dots on my face <laughs> again and wearing that headset with all those cameras in my eyes. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm kind of hoping, even, you know, we know his skill set, but give the man a face. Let him be Andy in Star Wars. Make him a rebel. He looks like a rebel. Hell, you, you, you trim his hair a little bit. He also looks like an Imperial officer. He, he could yeah. work either faction. Uh, so we'll see. I, I I do think this is probably legit. I really do. Um, cause why not? I mean, he's he's been in the universe. He kind of knows knows the ropes. And like we've said, he's he's multifaceted. He yeah. could do the CG. He could do the voice, or he could just do pure on camera work. All right, Indeed. my precious. <laughs> So this brings us to new toy time. I'm going to go through this fairly quickly as we're approaching our two hour mark. And I think I got a pee and I'm, I'm trying to keep, I don't know if anyone else has been paying attention, but I have not had to got up or get up and piss during the show in months, in months. It's almost <laughs> like I got new plumbing down there or something. I really don't know what's changed. Uh, over the summer, I thought maybe I was just sweating more during my pre-show workout, but obviously that's not the case now. Somehow, my urination during the show has been taken care of, but I also don't want to push things up to the three, four hours again, because then maybe I'll start doing the pee-pee dance and have to take a leak. Um, so real quick, for those that, that care, Hasbro PulseCon went off last week, and it, it was okay. Uh, I, I didn't really get too excited, and, and I feel like as week and week goes by, Nick, I'm, I'm slowly losing my uh, gives-a-fuck meter for... <laughs> collecting a lot of the Hasbro stuff. It just, I mean, I, I hate to even say this out loud, especially to our type of fans, but I'm not even feeling like collecting much of anything these days. It's like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in one of those lulls. It's happened before in my life where I, I just take like a couple years off, like nothing really kind of moves me and uh, I'm not burning money left and right. And I, I feel like I'm getting there. I mean, that all could change if they show the next hot toy. And I'm like, oh, $300, I need it. But I just, I, I don't really get up for these Hasbro reveals anymore. All right, so yeah. here's what we got. 
the HasLab, the Black Series Rancor, Nick, they finally unveiled it. And quite frankly, I could give two shits about this thing. <laughs> like this is a Black Series scale Rancor. So it's going to be massive, right? 42 yeah. inches wingspan, seven, almost 18 inches high. It's 40 something, 45 points of articulation. But I'm just like, I don't really care. It's it's the Rancor. I mean, if it were me, I would prefer a Black Series scale vehicle. Uh, we've only had, I believe, one, and it was a First Order TIE Fighter from years back. You know, give us Red 5. Give us Vader's TIE Advance. Give us a, a ship that's Black Series scale size. Not the fucking Rancor. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some Rancor homers out there, <laughs> um, but it's just like... I. I don't care. And maybe I'll back it if we start getting some stretch goals and the stretch goals are ridiculous. But at this point in time, my friend, I've been able to show some restraint on the Rancor HasLab and no money has been devoted to him quite yet. I mean, that's a $350 big boy right there. So that's probably good that you held off if you're not completely committed and it doesn't seem but, like you are. But I'm mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> seeing what these has labs go for like a year or two after they actually come out and people realize like oh shit i should have backed that i may back it for an investment i was to gonna say you, you should back it and then sell it because that's gonna be how you make the money like you'll because you'll, you'll hold on to this and then be able to sell it for a thousand dollars right and, and i still have that that uh the the marvel sentinel that was a has lab and for some reason, I'm stupid. I've, I've been sitting on it and not... Uh, oh, my God. I, that needed to come out. Sorry. Uh, I didn't put it up right away when it released, and there was big hype around it, so I don't know what the Sentinel is going for now on the uh, on eBay. But I guarantee you, it's, you could probably still get close to double your money. So, I mean, to me, that's still a worthy investment. So if I, if I do back this, it's solely as an investment. All right. Yeah. And none of you, none of you people are going to make me feel bad for flipping toys at higher costs. We all do it. You'd be stupid not to. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, unless it's someone like a, a, a friend from the community, like, hey, man, I fucked up and I missed out on this. I would consider giving it them for cost and shipping and whatnot and maybe a finder's fee. Outside of that, come on. We're, we're all capitalists here. If if you know you can you can take something you spent three hundred fifty dollars on and sell it for a thousand and people are dumb enough to pay that then fuck yes you're gonna do it all right speaking of that I've I've got the old pop operation back up and running there you go uh, the, the weather's gotten shitty again Nick so the wife and I instead of doing projects outside we're we're, we're starting to get into cleaning off the last round of the pops and getting them up and listed so starting the eBay uh, shop again. Hopefully, I mean, we, we made a pretty penny last year around yeah, yeah. this time. People people going nuts and don't tell the intern, but I think I'm getting closer to selling my Star Wars Funko Pops too. Because uh, I have, I mean, I have some fucking gems in there, like heavy hitters, 800 plus, 1,000 plusers. Uh, but just like, why? I mean, I don't need, I don't need them anymore. Got to make that, got to make that cheddar. All right, uh, so uh, some other reveals. I, I think this Cobb Vanth is quite nice, but clearly a ripoff as a deluxe version, Nick. They're, they're charging like $35 for this, and they're, they're saying these are accessories when literally it's part of the fucking character. Like, yeah. the jetpack, guns, and helmet are not accessories. They're part of the dude's 
costume or yeah. armor set. <laughs> the whole thing. You, you know? Someone, I don't know who this is. I wish I remembered and, and brought it up, but someone did a meme on this where they they put Cad Bane in the deluxe packaging, Nick, but they removed his head, arms, and legs and said <laughs> that was the deluxe. Expensive. Yeah, that's the yeah. deluxe version because those are all the extra pack-in pieces. Oh, my God. Um, but I did I, I did pre-order Cobb just because I, I think it is a good-looking figure, even if it is a bit of a rip-off. So while I talk a tough game that I'm not buying this shit, I'm still buying this shit. Um, and then we also got revealed Nomad Fett. Officially got revealed for Black Series. He's looking pretty good too. No pre-order info on him yet. And uh, Black Series Mayfeld. And it's Mayfeld, motherfuckers, not Mayfield. Okay? Yeah, it's Mayfeld. You get sick of all the Mayfield shit out there. It's the Mayfeld. Really I didn't. Think that everyone thought. thinks it's mayfield it's like oh. it's the same thing with my name nick when i was little and people would read it for like on a baseball roster or in class the first time i met a teacher they would say hey word where's There's the no fucking r. r yeah where <laughs> is the r it's i mean it's an east like east coast people call water water and stuff like that like water ice like what the yeah. fuck the wash go to the washing machine what's wrong with you people Wash uh, this. Um, but yeah, we get we get Mayfeld, so I'll probably pick him up too. Nice. Uh, but I'm really getting at a point on the Black Series especially. Here's another Mando pack-in. That's an easy pass. This is, Nick, this is, I think, the fifth version of this Mando and Grogu. They just add, like, different random shitty paint to the figure and <laughs> um, accessories in the box. So pass on that guy. Here's one for you. I don't know if, if Leia Saber would have piqued your interest, but we, we got our first look at the Black Series Leia Saber. Yeah. Uh, when you go to when you go to the parks, you're gonna have some exclusive Black Series packs that are mostly passable, right? We got uh, yeah, some creatures, some bots, some first order shit. First order, yeah. Nothing I mean, who, special who the there. Who, who the fuck wants first order stuff at this point in time? So. That was a big meh. Coming down the pike, figuring Dan, Ewok, Leia, all right, and uh, the security guards from Mando, cool. But it's it still seems like if I am going to keep with the Hasbro train, I should just go back to three and three-quarter inch. I would say the three and three-quarter inch is probably your best shot now, especially with this new playset. I mean, Yeah, I mean, they're getting... You're essentially getting professionally scaled and made dioramas. You got this new Navarro Cantina. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty slick. I mean, this is, I think, the third or fourth one now. They've, they've done the Bespin Carbon Freezing Chamber. They've done the Tantive Four. Now we're getting some Mando area, uh, just pre-built dios. And the figures themselves, at this point, are just miniature versions of Black Series, if not better looking because they're smaller. Yeah. Uh, so you got uh, some repacks here from the prequel era, but they all look good. I mean, you gotta remember, these are the size of my ween, so very tiny, yet they have more points of articulation and much better, um, face sculpts. Yeah. Um, so again, I don't know. It's like, I feel like if I'm my, my shithead collector brain is, is going to still feel some obligation to turn over the cash to the Hasbro gods, I might as well go to vintage collection again, but right. I'm sure I'll fuck that <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, 
We also today, and luckily I've been skipping these because it's ridiculous. You know, last year they did it when Mando season two was airing. Every week they would release a, a, a new swath of collectibles to buy. This year they're doing it before Book of Boba because, let's be real, Book of Boba doesn't even air until after the holiday yeah. season. So <laughs> what's the point? We need to get this info out now so people blow all their wads. But today's, uh, what do they call this, bring home the bounty reveals, I actually thought were at least worthwhile to bring up. First and foremost, little Swago news in there. Uh, Neo Boba is coming to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. No surprise. I mean, Fennec is in there. The Bad Batch is in there. Uh, two Mandos, Kawil, IG-11. So it's only natural that they're bringing Boba Fett. And I think it's funny they call him the Scion of Django. Scion okay. of Django. Yeah, that's very The odd. Scion of Django. But I don't know if, if we want to get into this, Nick, but notice his faction. Dark, Dark side, side still. Yeah. Yep. So I know we've, we've kind of waffled on who is this new Boba? It looked like he was down to do some right things in The Mandalorian. But by the end, he murdered a bunch of gangsters and stole a castle. So Dude, I'm surprised he probably... that they haven't they haven't made a true neutral faction yet. And we'll go. Like they they're... have added they have added uh, it's something like non non binding force users, if that makes sense. Like they're okay. not dark or light. Yeah, they, they did add that. But yeah, um, for people like him, they, they, they're still, it seems like you're on dark or you're on light. So it, it yeah. probably means nothing, but you never know. Uh, they did rate Neo Fett, a.k.a. Mando Fett, a.k.a. Dad Bod Fett, as a dark side faction member in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. But also, again, TVC, shining. You get Corvus Ahsoka, and she looks pretty freaking great say, that, for a tiny little pretty. figure. Yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty like facially correct to yeah. Rosario there. Pretty Looks good. great. TVC, I'm telling you, these these go on pre-order tomorrow. Look at the Death Watch Trooper. I mean, that looks fucking great, TVC. Yeah. Don't have one in black. We, by the way, we don't have either of these figures in Black Series. And then the uh, only Black Series reveal from today is the client. And yes, I will be adding that just because it's Werner fucking Herzog. I mean, I just love that he never even got a name. He's just the client. The client. I know, right? Period. It's, I mean, we know that he has some sort of imperial entanglement. I like how he has the uh, ice cream. Uh, yeah, he's got canister. the he got the Cam Tono. Looks like we got some Beskar in there. He's he's wearing yeah. medals and shit because he's important. Yeah. Uh, got his little cloak. So there you go. Uh, Bring home the bounty was actually somewhat worthwhile this week. If you are someone that likes to kind of be spoon fed stuff to buy from Lucasfilm, you can hit the link in our article to go over to StarWars.com and see all of the other stuff out there. I know one of the days someone they made a big hubbub about. Uh, I'm pulling it up now. See if it's still on there. But they had uh, like down the road of this. Come on, you shitty browser. Either way, the roadmap for this bring home the bounty crap. Which clearly doesn't load anymore. They had a picture of a controller and a bunch of people like, oh, they're going to announce something like a Star Wars game announcements coming. But remember, EA themselves has said no yeah. major Star Wars game announcements until 2022. Okay. So it's probably like a Mando themed or a Boba Fett themed controller. Don't yeah. get that excited. It's more <laughs> gimmicky shit. That's all yeah. it's going to be. More things to waste your money on. Go for it. 
<laughs> All right, so that's the toy roundup. I'm I'm sure I've missed some stuff, but like I said, my my ear is just not as close to the ground as it used to be, which has been good on kind of my my soul. I don't get as worked up. I don't get as FOMO'd. Uh, I will tell you, I did kind of sit there around five o'clock last Friday and wait for the uh, the exclusives to go live, Nick, because that was the Trapper Wolf figure. The Dave Filoni yeah. and, and Rebel Pilot costume. And I grabbed the Cantina set because I have a feeling that's going to be another kind of flip it, yeah. flip it and get it some cash type of deals. But I did get in before the timer, before the bots. And I actually think Hasbro Pulse changed something this time around to make that experience less shitty. But I do believe the exclusives eventually sold out. So I'm glad I got my Trapper and that other Cantina set. But that's about it. So... Time for the fan segment. Real quick, for, for those it. not in the know, we do this every show. This is the only guaranteed segment you're going to get on the SWTS, and that is our fan segment, which usually consists of at least two ways for fans to get involved with the live stream, hell, even the uh, audio-only version of the Star Wars Time Show. So the first is question of the week. Every week on Tuesday morning via our Instagram account, we post the question of the week, typically around 8, 8 in the morning, something like that. And fans are free to reply to the story or to the post and leave a comment. And we will choose upwards of five comments to read on the show. The second is the top five, which Nick will be kicking off here after question of the week. And that is our, um, it's our honor time. It's where we honor those Star Wars artists out there of any ilk uh, during the top five featured artists, which Nick draws upon from my daily shares uh, for posts that people have tagged hashtag Star Wars time show or at Star Wars time show. All right. My friends, let's go ahead and do the question of the week, which was very timely and poignant. Do you want to see Anakin in flashbacks or as a Force ghost in the Ahsoka series? And why? All right. So up first, I'll take uh, the long one here. It's from Tong Wars. Everyone loves the Tong Wars. Ideally, both would be interested to hear from a remorseful Force Ghost Anakin. I'm curious how they'd have him look, though, in Force Ghost form. Anakin is essentially Revenge of the Sith Age in ROTJ, but with Darth Vader memories. Might be a little weird having him look young interacting with a now much older Ahsoka. Do Force Ghosts age? Even if they do, presumably still only five years older than his ROTJ appear. I think he's talking about yeah return of the jedi i'm yeah stupid. yeah his 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 clone. Yeah. would be cool to see ahsoka force ghost anakin and force ghost obi-wan alec guinness form in a happening. reminiscent scene together <laughs> well you ain't gonna get the alec guinness form that's for sure uh, um yeah i mean I, this is kind of what we were saying is honestly a mix of both would probably be the best way to approach anakin in any way in this um in this show but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I and mean, that's a good question. We've never, we've never actually seen whether force ghosts age or what, what their manifestation. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, like we were spinning our wheels on this earlier and it's like, yeah. you know, because of what George did with the end of return of the Jedi, he does really make things a bit confusing Yeah, and we're, we're not going to beat that dead horse again. If you want to hear gonna... our thoughts on, 
on what Anakin is should look like, even though we know he's going to look like Hayden. Yeah. It's because of the fast switch uh, with with Hayden for Sebastian yeah. that really is making things wonky here. So I would assume Force Ghosts do not age; they they he's stay in whatever form. The, he's got to hit the Force Ghost Spa before he really, you know, well, how he did conversations. <laughs> Get I mean, trim. if anything, at least the chosen one, it, it appears they can choose how the fuck they want to look. Yeah. Because at one point in time, he was an old crotchety looking man. And then the snap of the fingers, he turns back into his beautiful looking long hair wearing General Skywalker self. So we will I guess see. it's it's up to the force user. Uh, yeah, All right, Nick, go ahead. The next one here is the Dankest Figs 59 says, honestly, I see it as flashbacks mainly. And a Force Ghost K start off the series with an apology to Ahsoka for the Rebel fan. I don't think that it's going to start off the series. Um, no. But I do, I do kind of feel like there will be an apology in Force Ghost form probably towards the end. We, yeah, I think you're, you're, the way you laid it out is, is what I like. You know, yeah. they, she has fond memories either based on an, an experience or she needs a lesson that she has to remember. So there's our flashbacks. It's all it's all good. And then you go back to the present. She's all sad, like, oh, Anakin. And then, you know, shit's going to hit the fan probably with Thrawn and whatever the hell's going on. And maybe she yeah. calls out to him or maybe he just feels like, you know what, this is the time where I need to kind of make myself available to her again. I think so. I think so. We'll see. All right, next up, it's probably Brute Slaughter, but I'm going to call him Brute's Laughter. And it says, flashback. I'd like to see Kid Ahsoka voiced by Ashley Eckstein for an episode or something. Uh, I do think that they need to throw Ashley a bone on this live-action Ahsoka stuff for sure. Like, I mean, she essentially created the character and the, you know, brought it to life for over a decade. And then to essentially just, I mean, like, there's only so much you can do with voice actors in live action, especially when you get to situations like this with Ahsoka where, you know, you can't really use Ashley in live action because she's no a really small human and like she doesn't actually look like the character. So see, like maybe a flashback with her voice in it would be a, a good way to give her an homage in the live action. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the only way to pull that off would it would have to be all behind Ahsoka's head, like camera shots, like you just hear her versus see. Hey, dude, you just reminded me. Didn't we at some point in time come across a wild rumor that they they were casting like a younger black female for Ahsoka, and some of us were like, well, maybe they're gonna do a younger version of Ahsoka. Do you remember that? Or am I making that up? I don't particularly remember that one, but we've run through so many rumors and I know. I know. stuff. It's hard to track them all. I mean, that's yeah, a lot of a lot of hot air and bad takes have have come out yeah. on the show over the I years. Mean, it, it really depends on how far back they go in these flashbacks. Because if you're going back to like when they first met, you are going to need a like Rosario is not going to be able to pull that off. So. Yeah. No, but we'll it, yeah, if you go back to the last year, the Clone Wars, like right before he goes crazy, then yeah, I think reworking the makeup a bit and maybe using some of that Marvel DH. I mean, again, Rosario, she she looks like she's in her 20s still, though. So yeah, I, I think they can pull it off. But it, dubbing the voice, I don't know. I mean, if it's Rosario, no way. They're not going to dub her voice even young. 
to add Ashley in. I, I think it would have to be either no, it, just a voice over type of thing where there's no characters on screen, or we would only be seeing from behind uh, Ahsoka with, with Anakin being filmed. Yeah. You know Lots I mean? of questions about these flashbacks. So yeah. We'll see how they go. All right. Arc Trooper Up Collector next. says definitely flashbacks. It would be awesome to see Hayden as Anakin during the Clone Wars era or even a quick recreation slash small scene of the duel between Vader and Ahsoka and Rebels. Um, yeah, we were saying similar thing. And then the last one, Two Possums, says, neither really. I never liked him in the role, <laughs> but since it seems to be done, <laughs> it seems to be a done deal, i go for a flashback. I mean, there are a lot of people, I mean, I can't, we can't really argue with the quality of the no. performance, uh, you know. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it so, was bad. So, you know, we you just have to get to a point to where it's like, who do you blame the performance on more, the actor or the production staff? So, uh, I mean, to me, the, he has one director. shining moment. He has one shining moment in the two films, and it is in the Lars garage. Yeah. That that is some acting right there and and i i've i've said this a thousand times that I, that's what i needed i needed more of that i needed more of him really kind of dipping the toe into that dark side pond and yeah. letting his emotions uh, drive his dialogue but no we we got it once and then out of nowhere just as he was about ready to show mace and the others that he wasn't a shithead he's like yeah you know what fuck you guys i quit i'm going to become yeah. the worst the worst fallen Jedi of all time and kill all of you and little kids. But hey, <laughs> we're not here to relitigate the the prequels and all that fun stuff. All right. No. So that's the fan question of the week. Like I said, if you ever want to get involved, just make sure to be following us on Instagram and checking for those prompts on Tuesday and then laying down a, co a comment. A lot of times I, I actually like comments that are written very poorly because I like listening to Nick try to read it's, them. That's probably my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, like it's always beep, fun. beep bobby boop bop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we've finished with the question of the week, thank you to everybody who responded. We're gonna move on to our Star Wars Time Show top five fan artist features of the week. You can get involved in this segment by tagging us at Star Wars Time Show and all of your Star Wars related art on the Instagram and using the hashtag Star Wars Time Show on all of that art as well. Using both of those methods, make sure that you cover all of your bases for getting your art seen. Um, this week, we're going to kick off the top five with a first timer, first time top fiver here at, at Gabe.real. Dot P, and we have an awesome shot of Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker from Mando S2 in the full black garb with the green boy lit and raised. You can see some of the some of the uh, the shrapnel and shards from the uh, dark troopers that he cut down flying up from the side of the shot. Awesome atmospheric uh, effects with the smoke coming in and just the the posing is is just spot on here. Really, it's really beautiful. love the pose. I, you know what? I, I think what Gabe did here, because I, I the, the Mando Luke is not out yet. The Mando Hot Toys Luke is not out yet. So I, okay. I, it looks like he took the, the Jedi Luke, which I have, and it's a great hot toy. But it, it looks like he got a custom black robe 
okay, yeah. for it to kind of match Luke's robe, which we now know for sure was black in The Mandalorian, which is definitely a great way to save yourself, what, 300 some dollars <laughs> from, right. from buying essentially the, the, the same Luke body with the uncanny valley head sculpt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nick nailed it. I mean, the, I love the lighting and how it, it, the, the greens reflecting onto the, 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 yeah. the cloak, the cloak itself is fucking fantastic. It's got to have wires in it. You know, you see how it's kind of flipped up to kind of reflect that it's being swept up by the action of the, of the Jedi yeah. of him putting his lightsaber up there and kind of a, an attack position. Uh, but hey, this is a this is what you can do with the high end Barbies. I mean, first and foremost, they're just great looking figures, and if you know your way around lighting in a camera, you really can make some pretty dynamic looking scenes. Even if this is mostly a a static type of shot, you know, it's not to me a full on action shot, but it has kind of that vibe even in a portrait like pose. So I yeah. loved it. Awesome stuff. Good stuff there. At gabe.real.p on Instagram. Next up, we have, as you put this it, Matt, badass. a super cool 3D shot from Kenobi1TO. So K-E-N-O-B-1, the number, T-O on Instagram. And basically what you have here is, I mean, this is a clone commander or is this like a clone scout trooper? I, I'm not good at No, it's, I forget his name. Character. I think this one's Bly. Okay, I'm sure so I'll get beat up if it isn't, but I, be clone, I believe this is Commander Bly. Clone Commander Bly, and what, what Kenobi One's done is like three, like superimposed the figure in front of a background, and it looks like, like you said, like a really cool 3D yeah. effect pops out of it. And it does look like you're watching like a 3D Clone Wars movie. It is uh, wild, awesome. man. I've seen people start to do this, and it's like, I mean, uh, Kenobi One Toe, if you go look at his page or their page, and, and you scroll through, you can see the BTS. This is literally just, this is a composite where he's got the dude right up on the camera, and then behind it was just like a white screen, and then they put this in. But it's almost like if you have any part of the subject like coming out or you, you see how his helmet extends beyond the yeah. Fallujah, the, the Fallujah background. Yes. Yeah. And then you put a little motion blur there towards the, the focal point of the camera. It, it, it does produce somehow a 3d effect on a 2d image. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I'm stupid. Maybe Trevor, if he's still here, he can explain how this works. But by just having that helmet extend beyond the top of the background, it makes it look 3D, at least to me. It does, I mean, yeah. I mean, All right. That's how I feel, just, too. It's badass, man. It's just it's fucking cool. Yeah. Super, super awesome work. Uh, at K-E-N-O-B-1-T-O. Like Matt said, check out his page, too, because they'll give you a little BTS and an even though it probably looks complicated as fuck, and you're like, oh my God, how'd he do that? It gives you a pretty simple breakdown of just like, this is how I shot the figure, and then I filled in the background. So there you go. Good stuff. Next up in the top five is at Tom's pick underscore picks one. This is another first time. And we have an awesome, they call it, this is the hero pose shot, but it's of Lego <laughs> Hunter. And he's got him uh, 
like in the background he's like doing the hero pose the hero landing pose in the background you see some cool mechanical stuff it's just a cool looking pose for a leg he's, he's doing he's doing the black widow but nick yeah, nailed it right widow. there yeah when I, whenever I see Legos pose like this, I, I'm always going to be amazed. Yeah. Uh, because, I, I mean, l- l- they've had to, like, rip legs off and probably use putty and rip arms out. And I, I know some of these Legos are customized to give you a little more play with them, but they're still fucking Legos. They have, at best, one point of articulation. Their waist bends over. Yeah. Or, or I guess, three. Their, like their, their arms arm. move. And four, I guess we can argue their head twists a bit twist off if you want so whenever you can get something like that to actually look as if it is doing a dynamic pose it's magic to me and that's exactly what at tom's underscore picks one did it just look i mean how badass does that little thing look right because i i have a minifig in my hand right now like look how look how tiny these things are yeah look at this and this is all it does like he can he can't even like blow himself, right? He can't even bend that far <laughs> down. But somehow, Tom's pick one has the like the legs popped out, and they, you know, looks like they're bent. The arms bent up. It's just it, it's fantastic. I love this type of magic with toy photography. Um, so really great stuff from at Tom's underscore picks one. Indeed, good stuff. Next up, I mean, this is just a a special shot all around from at Wastuajai. Wastuaji. <laughs> this is I this mean, is just greatness. Basically, what we have here is uh, Han and Leia walking into a pa- maybe it's Chewie's apartment, and then Chewie is standing there, and he is completely hairless from the neck down, and he's holding a razor up, and Han's like, <laughs> "Oh my God, what's going on?" And then Leia's just kind of like peeking over the side, stunned, and you look, know, she's Chewie's, blushed, man. She, yeah, yeah, she's, she's a little, a little she's, blush going she's on. a little embarrassed, Whoa. and then. Uh, Chewie's just yelling at them both. He's like, "Why are y'all doing it?" It's just. Somebody, I, know, I know that on the Star Wars time show, share some some of our fans went in and tagged Manscaped on this, and are like, "This is the the perfect uh, uh, piece of advertisement for Manscaped. Look what it did for Chewie." And it's just so fucking great when you see a big pile of hair at Chewie's feet. His naked yeah, no, feet. I mean. <laughs> they're they're not kidding like if nick and i were more creative pro- we we might have come up with something like this but we're not and what <laughs> wastujai is and this is the first time i've actually seen one of their shots in a long time because they, they don't tag so and i know people probably think i purposely don't feature certain accounts that's really not the case if i don't see the shit it doesn't exist that's instagram yeah. we all know it that's how the al- algorithm is so and that's why we pester everyone about tagging the account and hashtagging that way i'm going to see it uh, but luckily this one popped up uh, scrolling last week and it, it really is i mean if you're listening to the audio only version and you either tune out or you don't really appreciate this segment because you can't see anything this is a shot you have to go to starwarstime.net and look at uh, when when we put out the audio version post that has all the topics in it because it is fantastic. Yeah. It's just a it's a perfect idea. Um, it, it looks like uh, was to has has mashed up the figure arch Chewbacca head onto just like a generic male naked body, and, and you know the the little wall clipper in there, the poses on Han and Leia. It's it's just as perfect as it gets for a Star Wars humor type of shot. 
Yeah, top notch shit. At even look at the, look at even the background. He's Chewie's was watching Star Wars while he was yeah, shaving he's his nuts. He's got like he's a got... looks like a Boba Fett poster, a Mando poster back yeah. there. I mean, it's just, just so many layers to this. Awesome, awesome stuff. And he will give you Wastu Aja gives you a full uh BTS as well. So if you're interested in how this got done or uh, some BTS, you can give it a, a check. So at W-A-S-T-U-A-J-I on Instagram. Hilarious, hilarious stuff. And the final member of the top five this week goes to at visual underscore approach underscore photo. And this one here, I mean, this is an awesome shot. This actually like reminded me a lot of Thanos at the end or like in um, Endgame when... He's standing at the edge of that cliff and Gamora comes and joins him to try to get the, he needs to get the soul stone and he's just like standing. And then when he, when uh, he pushes Gamora over, he has that breakdown. But what we see is Vader standing at the edge of a cliff and he's holding a, a holocron in his hand. He has his red lightsaber ignited and it's just an awesome, it's an awesome pose. It's an awesome lighting. I don't know if this is natural light or if, visual approach he's using some sort of external light source and then i don't like this dio that he has here this mountainous dio looks incredible too it's just a he made really that. well done all right shot. so yeah wow. i i can break this down a bit more because i i kind of dig into this type of stuff especially sean's work here but yeah everything you see in this nick is is practical um, wow the background is a painting the mountain is literally something he made out of that foam board, that insulation foam board that dio makers use. Uh, the, the thing he's standing on, he made the, the little grass and rocks there. That's all part of a huge dio that Sean has crafted, I believe, in his garage. So, yes, he is. this is also artificial lighting. And, and knowing at visual underscore approach, underscore photo notice he dropped the graphic now he's just photo (laughs) i i I hit him up i was like oh another name change he's like yeah but i didn't get i didn't get rid of the underscores yet because he's like uh i'm trying to because you you like you you give me you make me nervous every time you talk about all my underscores i'm like sorry i'm just an asshole don't listen to me (laughs) but yeah i mean i mean knowing knowing sean the the lights probably have like toilet paper rolls on them. Like I love what he does. Like he doesn't, he won't go buy a barn door or, or a snoot lent, or a snoot for his lights. He'll use like a, a toilet paper roll for a snoot or he'll cover <laughs> lights with, you know, other pieces of cardboard. So yeah, this is all practical outside of the lightsaber effect. And I mean, it's, you know, this fucking incredible stuff. Yeah, it's what we come to expect from at visual underscore approach underscore photo. It's just any any Star Wars post, really any branded post that Sean puts out is a winner. Yeah, yeah, just top notch stuff. So that's the end of the top five. Thank you to everybody who tagged us this week. Continue to tag us in your photos and your artwork. And maybe one day you'll make it into the top five as well yep. but that's the end of the top five that's the end of the show matt take us home with the dance i'm already there buddy i'm at starwarstime.net that is the home he speaks of 
And why should you care about that domain? It is a .NET. I know a lot of people think that's still a shady domain, but it's not. It works. It's on the internet. You can find it. Just put it into your internet machine. StarWarsTime.net, the best place to find our content throughout the week when we're not talking like idiots on the show. But also, if you do want to get looped into the show, and we hope you do, we need you to, StarWarsTime.net has all of our jump-off links. Subscribe to the podcasts on the various platforms we're on. We're on all the major ones. Don't worry about it. Even if we're not on the one you use, it just means you're using the wrong platform. Uh, Also on StarWarsTime.net, you can find a nice, easy subscribe link for the YouTube channel if you want to get down with the live streams or at least be notified when we do go live. Uh, But we also... At times, especially when a Star Wars show is running, do put out homemade content on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Right? There's always time for Star Wars Time. And we just hope, if you're new, you enjoyed it. I know, you know, sometimes my mouth is a little much, and I I did get a little Kinnison-like today, uh, talking about the Force Ghost of Anakin, because it does kind of boggle my mind. But... We have a good time. The longtime fandos, they know what it's all about. Like I said, there's always time for Star Wars time. So if you're new, StarWarsTime.net, that's the best place to go to get looped in with the podcast on platforms and YouTube. Uh, But more importantly, it's where we have all of the brilliant content that we talk about each week. And besides, as we've been telling you all along, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show. The Force will be with you always. (laughs) 